This week on the Jock and Nerd podcast, John Bellotti Jr. returns to help us review the Falcon and Winter Soldier finale on Disney Plus and the new Mortal Kombat movie. Geek Boner! Plus, we got the results of this year's Academy Awards and a bunch more, all in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Monday, April 26th, 2021. Can I sing the song? Jockin' and nerdin'. Spoiler alertin'. Jock and nerdin'. That's the theme song. I sang it. Check. Check one. All right. This is Roy Fans out there. What's up, listener? How's it going? Welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we always give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. And he's the nerd. And joining us is a guy whose fatality involves giant killer hoagie sandwiches. It's Rug Boy. What's up, Rugs? Get over here, sandwich. <laughs> Finish my sandwich. Yes. Put some mustard over here. I think that's what, I think that's, oh, that's really God. bad. Okay, also. Fatality. Oh <laughs> Lame. Not funny. Also joining us is a guy known on sets as Johnny Highgloss, but you may know him as our Facebook group admin. It's John Bellotti Jr. What's up, Bellotti? Hey guys, how you doing? I'm back. Always glad to have you. Uh, Geek boner. The John Bellotti. How do you get on so fast? Yeah, so, this is like, unreal. Yeah, it's never like this. Like back to back almost. You were just yeah. on for Godzilla vs. Kong, and we find ourselves reviewing a movie that's kind of similar to Godzilla vs. Kong a little bit, don't we? So well, we found out. I said, um, I think I said, let's not wait as long. And I and we brought and a you're not a Godzilla guy. Yeah. And I said, I, I do. No, it was. Yeah. I was like, I'm not just Godzilla. And then when I found out it was Mortal Kombat, I said, yeah, I, I spent a lot of money at the arcades playing. Like, that's my favorite fighting there game of go. all time. So. There we perfect. go. You are perfect for this. But another thing I need to find out is what you thought about Disney pluses the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Let's just dive in. We are here to review the sixth and final episode a Falcon and Winter Soldier, here are your spoilers. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. Because we didn't get to hear your opinions last time you were on the show. You ducked out, you ducked in, you ducked out. Balot That's Ninja. what I do. I mob and weave. <laughs> Ninja Balotti. Yeah. We caught you and I tied like him Chuck to- Wepner. Chuck Wepner. I don't well, know. The, fat, the <laughs> fat balding guy with the bad mustache from Bayonne. That's nice. <laughs> Not Andre Arlovsky, the pit bull, but... No, no. Chuck Wepner. Chuck what do they Wep- call him? Some, the... Brawler from Bayonne or the something? Bayonne Bleeder? The uh, Bayonne Bleeder, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is that from you know wrestling? He went the distance, so yeah, I'll <laughs> take at, it. Look at this, Imran. Is that wrestling? <laughs> Is that wrestling? No, it's boxing. Boxing. It's, oh. he's, he's the story that Rocky's inspired. Oh, yeah. that Chuck Wepner. Okay, I think I uh, have Chuck heard oh, about which, that. What other Chuck Webners do you know? He was thinking about Judge Wapner. <laughs> I was thinking the game show host. Yeah, Charles Wapner. Judge Wapner. No, no Judge Car- Wapner. Yeah, Cardi B's Wap. That's what I was thinking about. Wow. Uh, so look, we got Wepner here for nine rounds. <laughs> Bayonne Bleeder is out. <laughs> the Bayonne Bleeder. Uh, this episode uh, is called one world, one people. Anthony, what the fuck happened in the finale of the Falcon and Winter Soldier? Lots of different things. Uh, Sam 
becomes Captain America and decides to stop the Flag Smashers from trying to blow up the GRC or do something, do some shit. And uh, he's got to stop them along with the help of Bucky and uh, Sharon Carter. And that's about it. <laughs> and things come to <laughs> and a head. A, and then lots of things go all sorts of ways. So Conclusions are rushed to some kind of ending. Uh, Bilotti, look, let's just start with you. What did you think of this finale? Did it stick the landing? And what do you think of the series overall? You know, I was really excited about this one. And I think I talked about it earlier. That I, like, This is the one I really wanted to see. Yeah, totally. But then when I saw it, I just kind of felt that, like, the whole Sharon Carter thing, like, I'm still processing her as the power broker. I, I understand that she turned her back on the country, like, the country did her dirty, and then she was just, like, she sort of leaned into this criminal thing. But, like, I was into it up until episode three, which was basically, like, John Wick slash a 90s Van Damme action movie, like, Double Impact. Because that's what it it kept reminding me of Double Impact or some other Van Damme 90s action movie. And like everything was sort of set up to just move the plot along. Like, oh, Zemo happens to be rich and he happens to have a plane and then he puts on his mask for two seconds. And then (laughs) so after that episode, I felt like things started to get a little wonky, especially with Sharon Carter. But I will say the production values are incredible. Uh, The acting was really good. The directing was really good. The action stuff was unbelievable. The sets were unbelievable. Uh, overall, I liked it. I liked it more than WandaVision. Uh, I think it stuck the landing. I, I think it did what it was supposed to do. But like I said, it was like whenever Sharon Carter was on screen, I was like, oh, God. And even Zemo to a certain extent, it was he was a little shoehorned in. But then I liked what they did with the Dora Milaje. I thought that was really cool. But I mean, I liked Yeah, like I said, I like the last episode was good. Like the speech was good. And, you know, I don't know. John Walker getting a pat on the back was a little weird. And like, how did he get to New York so fast? Like, wasn't he just in DC? And then they're rapping like, and then he gets the new costume in the same place where they had his trial. The court. Yeah. The almost court martial. Yeah. Yeah. And I understand that COVID affected the production. So maybe I was like, let me give them the benefit of the doubt. And maybe they needed less people on set. And maybe they couldn't get to a certain location because the world was on fire at the time. So it was just a lot of question marks I had, but overall I give it like a seven out of 10. (laughs) Just Jesus Christ. Oh yeah. Let's, let's talk about Mortal Kombat. We can wrap it up now. Thanks for listening. He's really got to (laughs) go. He's like, I just want to talk about Mortal Kombat. Can we talk about Liu Kang and how he looks? No, go ahead. (laughs) Anthony, what'd you think? Was it satisfying? Did it do what it needed to do? Do you want me to talk about the finale or the just the overall show? Plus, like, where do you want me to go? Because I have a lot of thoughts. Oh, boy. Let's start with this finale, with this episode, okay. and then we can broaden it into the overall experience. Okay. Um, I thought that I felt like the finale was a bit of a disappointment. Mm. Um, oh, as we kind shit. of discussed going into it, there was a lot of threads coming into this finale. And, and six episodes, I think, was too short yeah. now. We can definitely say that now that the show is over. I think this kind of ties overall with just the overall show and what I've been saying weekly, but the finale being about the Flag Smashers and the GRC and that being the main storyline throughout the entire show, um, I think was a, a miss on their part. I don't think the, the... I never connected with the GRC, the Flag Smasher conflict. Someone pointed this out in a YouTube review, but... We've been told in Endgame that the blip was this traumatic thing and like cities were in ruin after it. 
And now we have this group of people that are like terrorists, but are saying the blip was awesome. Yeah. But we're never told. Without showing we're never, it. We're yeah. only we're only sh- we're only told that the blip was better. Yeah. And we're only told that the GRC has been like overbearing and moving people. We never see the GRC do anything really bad yeah. to them. Yeah. We never see the flag smashers enjoying life during the blip. So we have really no concept of understanding them. So that being the driving conflict, really, I think hurt the show for me. I liked all the character stuff. I had some problems with some of the character stuff in the last episode. I feel like John Walker's turn was a little quick. I felt like Sam did really well. I liked Isaiah Bradley's him and him and Isaiah Bradley. I thought were awesome. Um, Bucky got that, his conversation, which got super short changed yeah. with that Japanese man. I thought yeah. that should have been just as impactful yeah. as Isaiah yeah. Bradley and Sam. That was just tagged um, on at the end of like, yeah. yeah, that was, I mean, the way they edited that too was just like, they they screwed Bucky over it. They screwed Bucky over a lot. <laughs> yeah, he kind of yeah, got yeah. sidelined. Bucky kind of got. I think overall, if I'm just going to give a quick thought, and then we can dive into like everyone else's thoughts and different examples. But I think overall, I liked the show. Don't get me wrong. I liked Wandavision better, mm. much better actually. Mm. Um, wow. I think the character stuff for Falcon and Winter Soldier is the best stuff they had. Yep. Yeah. John Walker, Sam, Isaiah Bradley. I think is their best stuff. The main, the big problem for me is the main plot thread never connected. And now, in hindsight, I think the Flag Smashers should have been the side thread. Walker should have should been have the built, main one. Yes, they should yes. have built towards yes. Walker oh, being the shit. main threat. And not even like him being like necessarily bad, but his, him just being so on edge. Like It would have been like, that. super awesome to have the sixth episode ending, or whatever, the finale if it was more, yeah. ending with Black Cap, you know, Sam Cap versus yep. White Cap, yep. John Walker. Oh, my like, God. A cat versus cat, like something where like, you know, John Walker kills you. Maybe you have that episode four end with like episode five and then they confront John Walker and it's like in public. John Walker's like on edge trying to like help things, but he's obviously off the rails and you have Sam there as Fal- as Captain America. Like that would have been. It's clear now that John Walker was the character that this should have revolved around as far as the main conflict. Yeah, that's so, a good point. Uh, and that's my, I, that's my the thoughts. only problem is he's got a shitty, useless shield that can't do shit. So that <laughs> fight would have ended very quickly. Rugs, thoughts <laughs> yeah. on this last episode? The last episode uh, was a little disappointing for me, but I think overall, like you know, Wandavision was it was just okay for me. I, I mean, I liked it; thought it was good. I think the same way about this. I feel the same way about the show. The only thing that I like the show more for is that there was a lot of action yeah. and the action was well done. Yeah. I think that the uh, costume that Sam gets at the end is terrible. You don't like it? I thought and it was sick. I think overall, all the costumes look terrible in okay. this show. Okay. I think U.S. Agents costume looks like shit. I think. WandaVision uh, had better costumes. Yeah. I mean, they had one. They, they, they had to do they one. one. Well, they had, they had like white one. vision and then her yeah. and like a couple. Yeah. yeah. So that, that they gets the edge on that. Um, you know, so overall. Yeah. Everything that Anthony said, I, I could pretty much just say the exact same thing. I feel like that um, the flag smash, like you have three big bads and then you got John Walker. So you got. The, the you got Sharon Carter, you got uh, the fucking Z, uh, Zemo, and then you got the Flag Smashers, and the, and Zemo, I feel like, yeah, he didn't really need to be in this at all. I mean, he stole they, the show with his dancing. That's what they, you know, that's the one he thing. Didn't I, need, <laughs> he didn't need to be in it. They put him in there so they can get a shot of him in the mask for for, for, for two advertising. Seconds. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. 
So he didn't Lame. need to be in there at all. Yeah. Um. So you have that way. The power broker. That's interesting because at least that's tied to the flag smashers. But what is the power broker? What What are they trying to do? What What is the purpose of the of getting these super soldiers? Is this just is this muscle for the power broker yeah. so they could broker more power or whatever it is that they're it doing? It was sharing all along, people. Yeah. So like, nothing was like nothing really made sense even at the end. Like I was like, okay, we're finally going to find out. And then the only thing that actually sheds light on any of this is the speech that they have Sam Gim at the, at the end that kind of puts it all in perspective. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, even then it's like, it's doing all the heavy lifting yes. of the show. It's the point yeah. of the whole series is like right there. in those, that you find monologue. out everything just by his monologue. Yeah. Yep. And so yep. th- there's more in that little speech that he gives like his speech at the end is like basically ties up the entire show. He talks yeah. about the racism, yeah. talks about this, talks about that, talks about what it's like to be Captain America and John Walker's story. All that is in that one speech and um, felt it to be a little much because it didn't. If they would have done the story correctly, you don't need that speech. So mm-hmm. the fact that that's there, I mean, for a lot of people, everybody loves it because it says so many things, but. You don't need to say that in this if you tell it in this if you tell it in the actual thing. I'm I'm, you know? I'm glad he had that moment though because you know the first time watching it the speech is impactful and meaningful. But you're like yeah he just yeah but it didn't have to be like just recap could, the whole point of the show right here. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. Like, well the show starts off with him giving the shield away right and then he sort of figures out along the way that he has to take the mantle right he yeah, watches john yeah. walker he yeah. watches uh, what's going on isaiah bradley opens isaiah, his eyes uh, yeah opens his eyes yeah. and then he sort of quietly makes a decision and then goes on and on and on with the speech and it's a good speech and of course everybody happened to be filming it at the same time right everybody in his life happened to be watching this at the same time because no one's like out doing their laundry or anything <laughs> so everybody just happens to watch it he's walking and my like, dog yeah walking that no one's walking their dog at that exact moment or uh, <laughs> So like I'm watching, I'm like, this is a good speech, and but like Cap, Steve Rogers didn't even get a speech like this in any, any movie, you know? Yeah, I mean, he got little things, but what they did well in the movies is that he always had little things that he said over a course of movie, you know, how many movies, like ten plus years, right? So you had six episodes, and Sam, they could have, like Rug Boy saying, they could have had Sam, they could have peppered it with stuff that Sam would say or do or feel throughout the entire series. The comparison that I make is of an unnecessary speech is like the same at the end of Rocky Four, where he's like, "If you can change, <laughs> I can change." But that's funny. Yeah, right. that's it's the same fucking thing. Yeah. It's practically a sci-fi comedy movie. You can't really compare. Yeah, it's, well, it's, but no, I know what you're saying. It doesn't need to be there. The speech he kills. He kills Russia in Rambo Three, and then he's telling Russia, "We're gonna be cool." And it, Rocky Imran, Four. You, you reacted surprised to um, Ruggs' comment. I have to admit, too, I wanted to love it, but when Falcon first busted through busted through the window yeah i i, I like laughed it. It, pa- really? i paused it and like laughed out loud just because i think it's just like i think the white doesn't really work and yeah. i don't i also don't think yeah. the the white like cowl that like comes up halfway his head up his head yeah. and like shows his ears yeah. i know that's comic accurate yeah but I, I just don't think it translates well yeah. on screen. He had a little bit of the Michael Keaton Batman suit going on. I noticed he looked neck. really stiff and uncomfortable in it. I think if you would have put it, made it blue, uh-huh. I think it just works better. But the, I don't know about the white, the like white, too much white. 
I'll tell you, like, like on set, like the first thing we have to do is age down anything that's white. Yeah, and then I white. saw this white mm. costume and I said, "Oh man, that I don't know. It's like Power Ranger." Yeah, yeah. I, or, so I liked it because it was comics accurate. But the joke on the internet is like, "Why wouldn't he cover his head? Why doesn't he have something on his head?" But I remember the suit from like 2014 when this happened in the comics, and it was just kind of a nice moment to see him realize. But it could be a little more streamlined. I will agree with that. It was a little bulky. The other question I had is he got it from uh Wakanda. Wakanda. Now, is it is he augmented? Like is well, it, is he physically augmented? Like I don't I think the wings are vibranium. So you'll notice that I love how they kind of, you kind of see how the shield and the wings both there's room for him back there. And then that move where the helicopter is falling on the bridge and he uses the wings and the shield as a she as a, a barricade and it bounces off of him. I was like, oh fuck, that's useful. So yeah, that's cool. No, I said I like that a lot. I, I mean, look, uh, Black Panther suit is like like practically like skin. It doesn't yeah. need to be as bulky as the suit that they gave well, him. Plus, so. he has superhuman abilities because he ate that plant. Yes, but Sam yeah. is like should have gave him some of that plant too. Like uh, if I was Sam, I'd be like, "You better give me that fucking serum." Because <laughs> I don't see the plant in here. Where's the fucking plant? I'm supposed to eat an herb. No, just I give him a. It's, they just give him a, like a, a a Wakanda brownie, yeah. and he just eats. Yeah, yeah, like, wait like thirty jacked. minutes before you after you eat this, you'll feel it. Don't worry, it's got to hit yeah. your bloodstream. Uh so overall, my thoughts got kind of the same as you guys. The last episode, I was kind of like just whelmed, not overwhelmed, maybe a little underwhelmed. I think that the everything that's great is what you said. The cast, the fucking special effects, the production. The issue lies in the pacing and uh, and the writing. I love your idea, Anthony John Walker. Definitely. Should have been like the main bad guy. He was way more interesting than they made these. Uh, he, flag he should smashes. have been the um, like you would have. It should have been like flag smashers are the bad guy. But then as the show goes His on, you're like happening. oh wait a minute, yeah. like like kind of like um, oh America is the bad guy. Yeah, like, we're well, I, yes. he he shows up at the end to help him. I'm like wait, so now he's cool so with that them? didn't make any sense either. So there's a lot of clunky things that happen. There's a lot of things that don't make sense. A lot of all. things that don't make sense. I will say one thing. Now watching all six of them, I wish one thing maybe that could have helped is that Disney decided to drop all six at once instead of a weekly release. I, I kind of want to watch it back all straight through. Maybe it's a better experience. I don't know. But I feel like watching this chunks of a movie, which is why I appreciated WandaVision is a little more TV episodic and they mm. use the episodes better. I, I don't know. It was, I know what you're saying because I felt like that too where I told my wife, I was like, we really need to binge this because I really yep, forgot yep. stuff from the last week. But I think the it, binge like, is going to work. Walker was definitely my favorite part and it's unfortunate because they were they heavily touched on racism in America, and they kind of touched on PTSD yep. and soldiers because yep. the, the suicide rate among veterans is insanely high, and the stuff that they deal with sort of gets forgotten. And I thought that, like, when he says to the panel, he goes, "I only did what you programmed me right, to do. You made me." I'm yeah, and I was like, "Wow, that's that's really powerful stuff." And then they he kind of like they just sort of forget about it and then they go back to the racism stuff which is fine because that's falcon's story arc but that was also it needed more episodes there was too many things they were trying to juggle yeah it needed to be longer and when walker like every time he was on screen i was just he was so compelling to watch and like that dichotomy of him of being traumatized and then talking to Battlestar about taking the serum like it said so much about his character and i just wanted to see more of that i think it's also uh something about like the fact that he is a good soldier and he does follow orders right. and he does the yep. thing that every every fucking 
army general wants. Yep. Like, yeah. Every government wants someone like him. But the minute that they make him look bad, they just fucking wipe the floor with him. The thing is, though, he's the guy that will also follow orders, even though it may be ethically wrong and it may involve just n- not the right thing. But he will still blindly follow. Right, but those that's orders. what the military that's what they wants. Want. Yes, that's what yes. Val wants. They want somebody. But you don't want a guy who has PTSD to get this serum. It's just going to enhance your PTSD. Right. Well, what's what? But that was the thing that was most interesting, I think, about him is like he was a little on edge. He was like you could say he's a good guy, like he's trying to do the right things. But he's also has PTSD. He also is like trying to impress. He also has a huge ego. Like he's everything that like the flag smashers. We you know because they kept trying to make the flag smashers this conflicted character as well. Yeah. Like they one episode they were like they have a speech where Carla, the guy that eventually dies at the hands of John Walker, says that Carly could have been the next Captain America. And I'm like, that's a strong thing to say. We never seen her do anything. That's a good point. That's gonna make us think she could have been a Captain America. Like yeah. show us something like that. Like yeah. all the only thing they showed us was like. Oh, she hangs out with these little refugees. Oh, Mama Donia died. Wait, why am I supposed to care yeah, that Mama Donia died? Yeah, who was this died? lady? But it's just so what callous to be like that, that this person or these people are like, no, all the people that died should have just stayed dead. And all these families that are fractured and destroyed. Should, so it's like, yeah, everybody has hardships, but you, you're choosing you know, your own over someone else's or half the world's. It just seems weird. They never showed us why. No. They never showed us why we should sympathize with them. I did love that yeah. moment where, you know, Walker first shows up and she's like, look, I and I think she's sincere. She's like, I didn't mean to kill your partner. He uh, his val- his life means nothing to me well, over my cause. When, when he first shows up and yells more. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, I'm shit. Like, Fuck. Yeah. Like, yeah. I like he's exactly the oh, wild card shit. I wanted to see. But and then, then like quickly they did the. Cl- well, no, but they do the close ups on him and he's and they're playing that weird music where he's like conflicted. Yeah. And I'm like. This is fucking perfect. Like this is spot on. He's a fucking crazy guy. He doesn't know what to do. Even when he, but like, even when he saves the like the 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 truck, I'm like, okay, like, fine. But I, I still don't want them to accept him. No, like, they're all buddy buddy. They're making fucking jokes at the end. Have we forgotten this guy killed somebody and almost killed Sam and Bucky just last episode and was court martialed? What? I the mean, fuck? I'm willing. I'm willing to see how it plays out because I still enjoy too the character, quick. but I don't like the turn. It was too clunky. Quick. I think quick. that I think that Bucky would have sympathy for him because Bucky's been right. you know, a tool of of governments, and he's been you yeah, know that's true. He's he kind of knows that you know it's not it's not as easy as. There's only one Steve Rogers, as right. they say, yeah. you know, and, uh, you know, Sam is Sam is trying hard to kind of toe the line in the middle and kind of be that be that middle ground for everybody. And like, to, I mean, th- have a dialogue with terrorists and try and convince the world that they're not terrorists when they totally are terrorists. Yeah. yeah. And and they needed something to make us see that they're not. And they didn't provide us with that. But they kind of were, weren't they? In the end, it's like they. Yeah. If you look at everything they did, you're like, wait a minute. Exactly. Yeah. So that's why it's why it never made sense that Sam was like making all these overtures to them, and we never like we never understood why. Like, what's the allegory? Saying? Do you think that the flag smashers are? Are they like, um, okay, just displaced refugees? I was going. I was. I was thinking like people that like come here illegally, like have have come in like not done anything wrong. They've just come here illegally, and then like the government's like, up, oh, no, you came here twenty years ago illegally. Even though you've been a great citizen, paid taxes, get the fuck out. Well, that's that's what uh uh what's his name War Machine Rody. He talks about that in the first episode. He said 
alliances are switched. Yeah. Borders are out of, out of, or switched. You know, like he, they talk about it, but he's so vague because Marvel tends to not get too political in their films, which is why, you know, because the fact that like my wife likes Marvel films and my mother-in-law and regular people, because it's so broad and they make things funny and everybody accepts it. And that's how they get, you know, the whole world to pay money to see these movies. But where it suffers is where, uh, where they don't go into political stuff or, you know, they'll, they'll, like I said, they'll lean into the racism, but they won't lean into the political side of it. You know, like, what are these borders? Is it North Korea? Is it Iraq? Is it Iran? Like, what countries are we talking about here? Like, let's, is it China? Like, what, we don't know anything. Yeah, you I know? think that's why it was surprising that, like, this show, they did lean they, into, like, yeah, the race issue. Isaiah Bradley yep. and Sam, like, very much being like, America has done some fucked up shit. Yeah, so that's I, what I yep. mean. It was really. So about, like, wh- yeah. why wouldn't they lean into everything? I don't know. It's a lot. It, it was just, I think it was just six episodes. I think it's writing six episodes. I, uh, I loved, I enjoyed that Red Wing was back. That was cool to see him back, and that was a sick move. Uh, uh, that he did. I love that Sam actually does something. He becomes Captain America and he, he makes change. He gets Isaiah's story added to the exhibit. He unerases him. That's yeah. the biggest win out of the whole yeah, show. That's I think. amazing. But I wish we would have seen, cause it just kind of happens and it's magic. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would like to see the process. How hard of that. It probably was for him to do it. Like I wanted it. I would have loved to see him be like, go up and roll up into like Congress or wherever the fuck he needs to talk to and be like, yo, what the fuck's going on? I found this out and this is bullshit. And then that would have been cool just to see that. Not even the whole argument of that, just to see that like, Oh, he went in there and he did that. And I would love to see that. them try to explain themselves. Well, now maybe he squirm just, in their seats, you know, yeah, he could just get things done now. Cause he's captain America. And now they're going to listen to him. I don't know. Well, he just proclaimed himself to be Captain America. Right? I mean, he wasn't. He was well, kind of forced to be, really. Think about it. I, I, I have to admit, for that last episode, first off, I actually thought the action in this last episode was filmed really poorly. Oh, wow. Especially okay. in comparison to the rest of the show. Yeah, yeah 100%. Tons of quick cuts. Yeah. Couldn't really tell what was going on. Yeah. I, I didn't think the, the extended scene with Sam and the helicopter was all that necessary when you had so much left to tie yeah. up. Um, but the dialogue, too. Like, like Everything about this last finale, I felt like, was written by different people because like the finale mm. at one point sam's there and the guy's like that's black falcon man and the guy <laughs> goes no that's captain america and it's like come on like marvel i know Lame. marvel can be cheesy but i don't remember them being that cheesy in the mcu with stuff like that's that felt like out of like sam raimi spider-man i mean type shit. if they would have had an old white guy say that's captain america it'd be funny <laughs> it was like stan lee was alive and they used him oh my god that would have been yeah. great well it's some also of, i mean some of it's like yeah. it was just all over the place go ahead yeah. it's not it's also not marcus and mcfeely writing this stuff yes either. yeah and i like when i when the finale came, like the episode that the finale premiered, they announced, oh, there's a new Captain America movie coming out with the same writer that did the show. The show and I was like, oh, man. Well, look, Malcolm like, Spellman is the head writer. He didn't write on all the episodes, but he had, it was kind of his vision. So I like that they're giving him a Captain America 4 well, with Sam. Let me, I'll, I'll say I liked Malcolm Spellman's. You can clearly see. This is stupid. I mean, this is kind of dumb to say, but you can clearly see like he's black, right? Yeah. Like his perspective. Yes is very like it's it pervades through the show yep. of like the black experience in America. So I appreciated that, but I felt like not everything like there's some moments in there where I'm like this is gold, but then there's some moments in there where I'm like this is really clunky. So 
hopefully like him not writing a a net like a series and maybe a movie is like a different process and maybe he can kind of wrap that up a little bit better speaking of clunky let's get to sharon carter who pops up she ends up killing carly and batrock so walker doesn't even get the kill on carly uh those are the only two and it like it was an obvious reveal and we were everybody was like she's the power broker and i was like last week i was like i hope they don't do this it's too fucking obvious and they fucking did it so that was a little disappointing and then the post-credit scene was almost like a shrug she gets pardoned she gets her job back at the cia and then she's like oh i got shit to sell now I'm power brokering up. I hate it. I think she's a scroll. It doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. None of this. It doesn't make sense. If she's the power broker, she shouldn't be helping. That's a big fuck up right there. Why she? Why? Why did she? She's already lost. She's already lost the super soldier serum. That she, the whole, you know, she's already. She should be out of the game. She put all of this in motion. Why? I I hate it because rugs. You make a good point. You know why they lost the super soldier serum? Because she fucking led them to the yeah. She showed them what it was. Damn the damn golden goose. The scientist that makes. No sense why she would be the power broker and lead Zemo, knowing that Zemo hates terrorists or hates super soldiers. She would lead Zemo to her golden goose. Like, it's just such a wild turn for that character. I'm willing to see how it plays out. Maybe I'll change my mind as, like, things get revealed. But as of right now, I fucking hate it. (laughs) And her, like, reveal at the end where she just shows up and she's like, oh, yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Uh, They're not looking for me. Then it's like, okay, they're not. First off. You're just in New York. You were like a wanted person. Right. Now you're in New York. And she and her explanation goes, well, they're not looking for me. And then it's like, well, then why were you wearing the fucking fake face? To fake out Bucky? they're not looking for I don't you. know. To make him. And then it's just yeah. like, Bucky's just like, whoa, okay. And then right. it's like so quick. It is so, it's she's so there. many rushed things in this episode kind of got annoying. Uh, and so you'll notice she's using the same kind of green mercury vapor shit they were using because she supplied him with all of it. So, but yeah, that was, uh. That was not. Lame. I didn't. I did not enjoy that. Yeah, I that agree not, with you there, Tony. When I, you know, everyone praises Marvel for being true to the comics, but they're really not. I mean, like in the books, the power brokers are like some corporate, some just like some corporate guy. Same yeah, thing he's, with, he's Fifty Cent. He's Curtis Jackson. Yeah, his name is Curtis Jackson. <laughs> yeah, in yeah, the right. Jackson. They should have got Fifty Cent to play him. How awesome would that? Oh my god, that would have been great. Even Flag Smasher. Flag Smasher is like one is dude a person, that's like not anti-patriot. A yes, and then yes. like they made this like a whole movement of people. Yeah, you know? I didn't mind that it's, idea. They could have fleshed it out a little better. Yeah, it's a cool idea. I'm just thinking about 50 Cent and how he bought vitamin water and he just wanted to step it up a notch and you get super soldier water. He puts, you know? Yes, that's a great idea. He starts selling it in like energy drinks, super soldier serum, 50 Cent. I'm Curtis yeah. Jackson. All right, let's talk about Bucky because he is uh, the title. half of the fucking title of the show. I feel like he got a little bit sidelined. We did see him end, yeah. get closure with the Japanese guy. Oh, man, they, they edited that so poorly. That should have been a conversation. That should have been huge, a huge thing. The, wh- emotional it, it thing. was like it was like the way they edited it was like a montage. Yes, the end of this episode in. was just montage. Yes. Oh, I, I killed him, and he's like, "Oh, you did." And then it's like, and then it's like he gives a knowing nod to them, and it's like, what? Not like who? You're nodding got- to the server. <laughs> like, does that guy? Does that mean he's at peace? You've been like hanging out with this guy. If I were that man yeah. and I'd been like, wait a minute, I've been hanging out with my son's murderer yeah. for months. Yeah, the man's like, that's cool. Yeah, you told me. But, like, and I'm just, and now I'm like, cool with yeah. this? Yeah. I would have just opened sense. it up with like, listen, doesn't I just make need sense. you to know something. I'm the winter soldier and uh, they, I was brainwashed. And when I was, your son was, was collateral damage. And I, I've been trying to 
figure out a way to tell you this for all this whole time. Well, we we assume that's and, what he said, right? Because but, he goes, but, but, but it's just. It doesn't say that, so it's just. Yeah. Sad. Yeah, they, they but that's what this show does horribly is that they make you do a lot of the thinking, right? You have to sort of plug all the holes. That you gotta jump because, like points. that, yeah. It's the easiest thing to write, I, isn't that an easy thing to write? Yeah. You're like, hey, listen, uh, I'm the Winter Soldier. I'm fucking. I'm programmed to kill people, and I didn't mean for this to happen. I'm sorry. Like and like, actually have that emotive conversation, but. And they just kind of gloss over it, and and that's because they they don't know how to go about writing it. I think, or they don't want to spend the time. I, th- I think it's you're definitely right. It's easy to write, and not only is it like easy to write, but it's gold. Like it's it's telev- It's like conflict served up on a platter that like will tug at your heartstrings no matter what. And now that, that and they was just gloss yeah, over it. That was like, a, and that was a common thread throughout the show. Was like Bucky's Bucky's past. Like you remember the end of Mandalorian. How how long and drawn out that ending was, where he hands off Grogu. That was so great. That's what this needed. That's what this yeah, fucking show needed. needed. This episode, you know, and like you're sitting there and you're just crying like a baby. And when he talks to that guy, I started tearing up. I'm like, oh man, this is like powerful shit. And then it cuts away, and it sort of stole the moment from you. I'm like, well, all right, yeah, that's what I mean. I was like, very they, disappointed in that. That's another thread. Like I said, they focused on on one thread. You know, they focus on Sam's story and not enough on anyone else. They only give you like just enough. They needed maybe like two more episodes or maybe a 10 episode season. I think they didn't want anyone to have the spotlight more than Sam. Right. What? Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, they changed the title of the show at the end. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, but he's not the Winter Soldier anymore. He's Bucky, right? Right. So, but what do you call it? Captain America and Bucky does not sound as cool as Captain America and the Winter Soldier. But you're right. They should have changed his name, too. Is he on the run now? This was what was unclear. Like, he can hang out with them at the dock. We see him hanging out at the boat. But technically, no, he's not on the he's run. Technically, no, he's, he's just, no, so where does he go? The first, just the first episode, they, they, they established that he's gotten a pardon for everything he's done. Is he going to go and make more amends and more closure? Yeah, they like, were like, it's cool that, I mean, hey, look, I know you killed every important figure in the last like <laughs> century, but you helped us fight Thanos, so here... Well, you brought back half the universe. Yeah, I guess you brought back okay. half the universe. You brought sure. back the half you didn't kill. We'll give so you that. I guess it's. <laughs> well, cool. I mean, he gives away the book. He gives the book like it's not. Yeah. It's it's symbolic of him not needing to necessarily dwell on his past anymore and make a met like he can move forward with his life. But I, I agree that Bucky was um, short changes, but he and also year. also physically, like he is not only a super soldier, but he is enhanced with that yeah. Wakandan shit. Yeah. And he gets like thrown around all over the place. <laughs> a lot. He got beat He's not up. A badass. A, he got beat up a and lot. And they, they they purposely do that to kind of give the shine to other people. So it's fine. But I just feel like it's like when you have a whole movie and the best Marvel movie about how this guy cannot be stopped and Cap can't stop him. Everybody's stopped. Black Panther can't stop him. He's running, you know, chasing a moving car and doing all this crazy shit in the two movies that he was the Winter Soldier badass in. And then in this show, he kind of like gets his butt. He just gets tossed around everywhere. I'd like to think because originally he was programmed to kill. Period. You know what I mean? And when when you're having to toe the line, you're sort of pulling your punches and. You know, you're when emotion he's is been involved. Yeah, when you have emotion, that's what I like to think. That's a good point. I like that. He's so that's a good excuse. Yeah, it's a good excuse. I mean, it's something. I'm, 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 I'm digging here. No, but I'm, I, I'm digging deep. I, I'll, I'm digging, I'll allow it. Digging. I'll allow it. 
Sustained. Uh, what did you think right. of the uh, quick force scene of Zemo at the raft still cleaning up, killing the rest of the super soldiers? I guess they're all dead now. That's cool, but I just don't understand how he went from being a soldier with a family in, uh, what was it, Civil War, to like a rich baron. He was always rich. <laughs> Uh, we did, just they ever really, did they ever really say that? <laughs> no. The other? They said it in the, in the show, they said it. So it's like it was like a, a, a convenient Very convenient. Oh. Red That's cop, what I mean. Whatever. I was like, wait, he's, he's rich? Did they ever Barely an inconvenience that? at all for Zemo. I didn't really like it because they, it's, again, everything was just felt so rushed yeah, and yep, not yep. written by the same team because they they break out the the flag smashers like a one world one nation or what no borders or whatever the yeah. fucking their thing is so it's like oh they're gonna still be around and then it's like boom <laughs> they're dead and it's like and baron von zemo or zemo's butler sitting there it's like how did he know that that would be the spot to kill him like that's what i mean how did he know how did, they, how did they know that not only that that would be the spot but the that transport was gonna be there well that the transport would diverge oh yeah like these would be run by flag smashing transporters, and then yeah, it was just like oh, the the mental gymnastics here. Yeah, that's what I mean. It was like a J.J. Abrams movie. You got to go home and do the homework. And uh, I'll agree, I, Anthony. You said the 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 action in the beginning. Now I was thinking about originally was very clunky because the whole when like the hostages were going downstairs and upstairs and like it was hard to follow. It was just, it was just too many cuts. Yeah, like, every where time, are we going? You never really got to see when Sam's fighting. Batrock and when or, yeah. they're just like cutting Why was Sam they're doing the shaky cam wasting time like. fighting Batrock when there's fucking hostages he should have just took off like he can't follow you like that, that didn't make he, sense he, did he even finish that fight he no, just left he just left but I was like why are you wasting time with him anyways but yeah. so do you think Batrock's dead dead yeah he's dead he's yeah. dead Jesus they just nah, took up fucking why would you need Batrock I guess you don't he's leaping he can kick you hard we, we got plenty of people that we can replace Batrock that's with. a good point point. <laughs> and Carly is uh, she I mean I thought the actress did a great job Ellen what was, what was that's another like what was Carly's no, plan no I never know what their plan was the whole fucking time but I'm talking about this like this like so what are you gonna do she was gonna force them to change their vote or kill them I don't know my analysis is is that she wanted to start a movement it didn't matter what they did, as long as people got behind and knew that there was like people that were rising up, kind of like any kind of movement where you have someone spearheading it, you know, doing all this stuff like V for Vendetta type shit. And then all of a sudden people start walking around with these masks on and blah, 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 you know, so that yeah. that that was her end game wasn't to actually do anything was to get the everyone to kind of just to get them to open mm, their eyes and see what's going on. Yes. Mm. But I mean, they didn't even telegraph that well that no. was just i had to fucking figure that out on my own yep you gotta do the mental gymnastics I mean, i'm tired well she says it a few times yeah. but i mean like like they don't really nail it home like at least in fucking batman begins or whatever he's like i'm gonna be a symbol that i'll be ever living and like people will will, will know it doesn't matter who it is and behind the mask i'm batman it's it's a fucking it's something you can't kill they needed to do that in here they needed to fucking make that tangible and they didn't yeah, we we needed more like with the black flag smash because even like little things I started questioning like going, wait a minute, this is an international terrorist group that was in Europe. Now they're How'd in they New York. How they get to New York? How they get there? <laughs> Slipping in with cameras. <laughs> who's taking them? Yeah. Who's who's flying them over? How what airplanes? Can they, what airlines would, can they get? Would have fucking caught them by now. So yeah, there's just a lot. I, I was very disappointed with the last episode. All right, well let's uh, let's rate the whole series. Tell me where you thought it peaked, what your favorite episodes was, what you'd give it, and whether you liked it. We already kind of discussed better or worse than one division. The Lottie. 
You already gave us your rating. 7.5 out of 10. We know yeah, what you I think it, I think it peaked. I think it, what was it? Episode two was a high point and then it dipped horribly, horribly low in three. And then it peaked again up until John Walker's climax. Yeah, and then yeah. I kind of just sort of lost interest until the climax. Yeah, I could see, I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. So I think I get, yeah, I'll stick with seven. Uh, you know what? No, seven out of 10. What, what kept me liking the show was, uh, the comedy in it, like between yeah. him and, uh, between Sam and, and Bucky. Yeah, that's that kept great. kept me more engaged than anything else. Could he use more of that? Them bickering like an old couple is fantastic. Yeah, that's it was really fun. funny. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. And he hates Red Wing. <laughs> oh, Red Wing is, I'm glad Red Wing's back. Cause you need help sometimes with boosters to lift a fucking armored truck. Sure. Uh, Anthony, what did you think? Well, give us a, a rating. I liked WandaVision way better. Okay. Um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Again, I think the character stuff is the best stuff they've done. I think Sam and his stuff with Isaiah Bradley is the most they've pushed things in the Marvel Universe ever in terms of like dealing with making yeah. it stand on things and stuff. So I like that. I like Walker. I'm, I'm curious to see Walker in, in future stuff, even though they turned him good. But whatever, I'll let it play out. Um, Zemo, I liked a little bit of. I liked some of Zemo. I liked Bucky. Um, but again, the Flag Smashers being the main thing really brought down the show for me. I think the show needed more episodes. My original score was going to be six, but I'm doing oh, a shit. first now. I'm going to go... Usually we do half points in between. I'm going to yeah. go... You're going to go quarter? 5.75 out of 10 for this show. Oh, shit. We got a quarter point. Five, five, you said five? 5.75. I, want, I wanted to get into five, but I didn't ah. want to make it say it was a completely average show. Like... At the end of the day, I still liked it. Yeah. And I don't think it's a bad show. Yeah. But I don't want to give it, like, I feel like six means, like, is, like, a good recommendation. Uh Uh-huh. I don't want to give it, like, I don't think, I can't necessarily think, like, it didn't, if the main thread doesn't work, the whole story kind of falls apart. That's a good point there. It's a little bit wishy-washy with the main story. Okay, Rugs. Well. I liked it the same as WandaVision, pretty much. Um, I had a much better feeling about it in the beginning and as it started to plod on i was like we're never gonna fucking figure out like (laughs) who the the bad guys why are they bad or or are they bad stop telling me that they're not bad all right is she bad okay well she's not bad i don't know i thought she wasn't bad but so it was like that was me the whole time (laughs) shamo i didn't know yeah michael jackson was there everybody was Wesley there. snipes in the subway what's he doing here <laughs> yeah you haven't been to burger world lately so i'm fat anyway, okay. anyway, um no one knows what i'm talking about anyhow um yeah so it, it kept on doing that and um the production values were good and the action sequences overall were pretty good there was a couple of bad ones in there uh the costumes were terrible that's the only thing i didn't like hmm. Even though it could have used more episodes, I think that if they would have just streamlined it a little bit yeah, more, it yeah. would have. It w- they tried to have too many moving parts and stuff, so yeah, they yeah. need to streamline it down. I love that it, it could have been a, like a six-hour movie and you could watch it continuously, and it kind of was made to flow that way. But um, I think that their pacing was a little bit messed up. They had all of these scenes of just them like hanging out, talking. I'm like, no, you got all of this shit. Like, <laughs> come get to up. it. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, I don't, all right, we, we got it. You're having a conversation about this, but it's not that important right We're now. Fixing boats here. Yeah, let's fix some fucking boats. <laughs> so, um, I'm going to say 6.5. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, I, uh, hmm, I liked, I liked what this thing needed to do, which is have this conversation about a black man taking up the stars and stripes and bringing Sam is into the new Captain America. Like that was the strongest thing. Every time Isaiah was, uh, every scene he's in is fantastic. And I think where the show is at its strongest, uh, I, I thought it had a great start. I, the first two episodes were great and I think it kind of peaked. I will never. That image of Walker with his shield over his head is like, I, that's the only thing that sticks out out of this whole thing. I keep seeing that. Like, I'm never going to forget that. Uh, so I think it peaked there and kind of like, uh, the end was clunky. Uh, I liked it. I like WandaVision a little bit more than this, only because they use their episodes better. But I think had they released this all at once, six episodes, I know the buzz wouldn't have been there, but I feel like I wouldn't have been as frustrated. Uh, but everything you guys said, uh, exactly the same. The, cast fantastic it's moving things along i'm gonna give it a seven uh out of ten uh and we have a new captain america and all these pieces that i'm curious like i like i want to know who val is working for where that ends up will we see eli who bradley number two work for who the, damn boy <laughs> what'd you eat uh will eli bradley are they gonna set him up you know you got the young avengers pa- uh elijah eli Oh, that's right. Elijah, patriot. His, his patriot. Yeah, he can set up the Young Avengers. So a lot of, and Zemo in the raft. Is Val going to bust him out? What's going to happen? Uh, so some of that stuff isn't, but it did need to be streamlined. It was too many things. Well, Val's obviously working with, with uh, Zemo. So, right, so, so wait, yes. Is that obvious? Why is that obvious? Because actually, that's one of my, another one of my issues. It's so good. I didn't even think about Val. They just throw her in there. Yeah, she just pops in. As, as if, like, we're supposed to give a shit about who the fuck Val is and where she works. Like, we have no... It's just like, oh, there's this lady. Oh, she's... Is she working with the government? Is she not? Why are they in a government building with him changing into a suit? It's like, black and red and white It's now. so It's so ambiguous, at least in my opinion, that it doesn't I love all. that Elaine is part of the MCU. That's fucking exciting. Uh, but what's what about working for Val? Dude, if they get fucking Jason Alexander, just get all... <laughs> Except for Michael Richards, you don't want to. Jason can't. Alexander be Jason Alexander could Puck. play. He's, he could be Puck. He could play Puck. Puck. You just recast him I as don't even Armin. Know who that is? Armin Zola. Exactly. I was gonna, no I was going to say Armin Zola. Armin Zola or live action <laughs> oh, Modok. Or he could be Modok. <laughs> you don't yes! even need to. You wouldn't even need to CGI him. No, you just he, have him be himself. Practical effects. Just painted on his belly, a face, <laughs> and uh, so yeah. I'm glad. I'm excited. It's crazy that we're at the end of the second fucking Marvel show already. Now, there's going to be a little bit of a break. Let's really quickly take a look at what's coming up ahead for the MCU. Wait, before we do that, yeah. are we excited about a Captain America 4? It looks like that's going to happen. Yeah, so would you rather have, this was a good question, would you rather have a season two to flesh this out or see Sam and them in Captain America 4? I don't know. I'm kind of leaning now, towards... Now, is Sam just going to be Captain America or is it, is it always going to be like this political thing? I don't know. There's another rumor that the Chris uh, Chris Evans is coming back as Captain America, and that's a different. I don't. Thing. Want, I don't want that. I want Sam to be Captain America, but I just want him to be Captain America. Like, let's fucking let's fucking kill some Nazis or some fucking Hydra or some bullshit. And, let's you know, blow some shit up. Yeah. Yeah. Like be heroic and shit. I like Sam. I don't think he's my favorite character. Mm. He's definitely not my favorite character. I don't find him as compelling as Steve Rogers, although I like him. Uh, that being said, I do think this is going to sound like I'm trying to be like woke. I do think it'd be 
important to have a, a film with a black Captain America absolutely. In, in his own lead role, like released absolutely. to the masses. I think that'd be kind of cool. So That's more for impactful. that alone, yes. I am I am interested in a Captain America four if he's going to be in it. That's what I was kind of leaning for a movie. I feel like it's a little more impactful and it's will be tighter storytelling than uh, putting it in another TV show. I want to see him see him in a movie now because i mean a tv show although these are like high production values yeah. it still screams like second rate right like if you get your own movie that means like you kind of made but we it. just watched the show which was like a marvel movie i mean there was i know but no it's, still a, it's still a tv show but it's just on television yeah yeah and there's just a perception in my opinion amongst people Bloody, what, what would you rather have i'd rather have a movie it was just hard not to feel that WandaVision and this show almost felt like advertisements to get Disney Plus. Yeah. And huh. this show almost felt like, oh God, I think we talked about it on the show once before. You know, a, a selling a black Captain America is probably a hard thing for Marvel to do uh, because of just, you know, kind of like what Sam feels the way it is in the show. Yeah. You know, and same thing in the comic books. And it almost felt like they they took the safer route to do it in a show, just so people can oh. see it and accept it. And then when the movie comes out, people go, "Okay, I saw this. I accept it." It's a primer. Yeah. It's a exactly. It's a primer. It's like a fluffer. Like Zen, <laughs> like you know, there was the thing with Zendaya being Mary Jane, right? And it's like. Is she Mary Jane or is she not? Yeah, like, yeah they played with that. Mm. Just make her Mary Jane or don't. Like they're they kind of like pussy to foot it around it in a way. She was Michelle. Yeah, it's Michelle. Yeah. So it's not her, but they call her MJ. But just make her MJ if you're going to go that route. Like why? That's a good. You point. know, like who is Michelle? No one knows who Michelle is. You can have. A, I think you can bring Chris Evans back from another universe as a Captain America. You can have two Captain Americas. We have Peter Parker, Miles Morales. They're both Spider Man. They're both, it's, you know, they're, they're both names are Spider-Man. You can have two Spider-Man. You can have two Captain America, uh, out there too. I don't want to see that. Yeah. I don't want to <laughs> see that. I, I mean, I like Chris Evans. Don't get me wrong, but I don't want to see, I don't want to see two Captain Americas. I think with around. Loki, the Loki show and this timeline multiverse shit, like, uh, that may open up doors to like anything's fucking possible now. Well, Bucky was Captain America. Bucky Sam was also was Cap- Captain America. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Sam's Captain America. And then eventually Steve. But goddamn, dude, Sam, returned. Sam's Captain America without the super soldier serum. You know, that, I think that that is a, a important uh, choice. And uh, I want to see more of that. And his speech at the end was just so good. He's just like, the only power I have is that I believe we can do better. And he's like, I know everybody's going to hate me, but I'm doing this. But do, do you think that it's weird when like a character that was once one character, like let's say for example, like Dick Grayson becomes Batman. Yeah. You're still going to think of him as, as Nightwing, you know, yeah. like, he's Nightwing. Mm. That's who he is. It's not really, he could be Batman, but he's like dressing up as Batman. Like that's, it's kind of weird when you have a, a character, like become the, the new character. Has it ever worked out? Well, if it's written well, you got to write it in well. That's all. Only when they but did I'm it saying, in like the 60s when no one gave a shit about like right. <laughs> I was just going to say Green that. Lantern being uh what's that guy's name? I don't even remember, but he was like obsessed with wood or whatever. He got his powerful oh, wood I, and they were like, I, yeah. "Oh, we're taking a of this." Alan Scott was the original. Alan Scott, yeah. yeah, and like the original Flash was yeah. uh someone else. I'm not man. I, I'm really blanking uh, Barry on Barry Allen and what the no, fuck was his name? Yeah, there's not Jay a lot Garrick. of examples. Jay Garrick. Jay Garrick, yes. Well, it's I think it's one thing when you introduce a new character that's taking the mantle, but I'm saying an established hero in its own right becoming a becomes another hero. I'm trying to think now. Nightwing hmm. really is the best example and Nightwing is like one of my favorite characters. Mm-hmm. And 
he's been Nightwing now, like I think longer than he's been Robin. So mm. it's just I, I liked I liked when Nightwing. I mean, they didn't stick with it, but it was like intriguing when Nightwing became Batman because yeah. he wasn't brutal, right? It was as different. Batman, yeah. he was different. Yeah. And then like his Robin was Damien, who was like Batman. So it was yeah. like the, the the roles were reversed. Oh and yeah, it was like, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, that's so it was like cool, Robin yeah. was Batman and Batman was Robin. Like it was like that was cool. But they they don't ever um they don't ever stick with it because. It always, goes back. it always yeah. goes back. It always goes back to status, status quo. Well. Okay, so now what's up well, next? Well, here's one. No, here's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Uh, oh. You'll like this. When Doc Ock became Spider-Man. That oh, was garbage. cool, right, Rug? Yeah, that was, my, that was my favorite. Hot <laughs> garbage. Yeah. And, th- and, then, and, then they got no. and then they opened it up and had all these different Dan Spider-Man. Slott's that was cool, right? Minus writing. Come on. Spider Glenn, come on! You can literally spit and land on a spider. Superior <laughs> Spider Man. I was so into that when it was coming out. I was like, "This is fucking crazy!" Look, it at, was funny. He was a better Peter Parker in a lot of ways than Peter Parker. <laughs> you know, in terms of setting up a foundation and, had, and business. Oh, and then uh, Peter Porker's cool. Peter Porker's Spider Ham is the best. Also, <laughs> I mean, when I was a kid, when Spider-Ham. I was a little kid, I, I read Spider Ham. I bought <laughs> Peter Porker comic books too. I have them still. In my mom's house, in boxes, I have Peter but Parker as, comics. As like a, a fucking forty-something-year-old man, I just don't see the appeal in it anymore. Sorry, no? I lost all right. my I lost my fondness for Peter. It's, a, it's all right. I can't see how hacky and lazy it is. It you happens. Can just it happens. Throw a fucking superhero costume on any fucking animal, and then whatever. <laughs> lazy as fuck. <laughs> Okay, in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, that's different. Uh, well, no, because that's at least its own thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not derivative of. Did make- you ever see a ninja a turtle? First of all, just the fucking irony of that. Yeah, of a, a turtle that moves slow yeah, being a, a ninja. ninja. Yes, it's fun. At least it's ironic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so look, we've been spoiled by Marvel. We had WandaVision, and very quickly, we had the Falcon and Winter Soldier, and like this plan is backwards, right? This all came out backwards, but we were supposed to get uh, Black Widow kind of the next thing that is everything's been changed so here's technically the next thing from the mcu it is marvel's modok adult animated stop motion show on hulu coming out may 21st oh shit. I, don't, I don't think that's technically mcu it's, I think it's just it but it is it i mean it's uh i think it's MCU. I think it's, its own thing no it's I, from I believe disney it's marvel thing. that's not mcu Okay, but it's the next Marvel show. Yeah, it's the next new Marvel offering. Did I don't you think guys, it's actually part of the MCU. All 10 episodes will be out at once. May 21st, did you guys get to see this trailer they put up? Anybody? I saw uh, something a while ago, not this new one. There's a new one. I laughed twice. It's pretty funny. I'm kind of excited. It is the story of Modoc's life at home when he's not being an evil mastermind trying to take over the I world. I might check it out, but I probably won't like The voice cast, Nathan Fillion, Whoopi Goldberg, it's amazing. Bill Hader, John Hamm, Patton John Oswalt. As, uh, Oswalt yeah. uh, voice cast is Ben Schwartz is in this, and I may be R-rated. I don't know if they're swearing, uh, but this is so we're, if you don't can't wait till Loki and Black Widow May 21st we'll see Modoc. we are not reviewing that weekly no you can watch that on your own listener John does this interest <laughs> you at all it's like robot chicken it's like the robot chicken no no nothing it's like <laughs> it? a hard no hey, did you like scary movie <laughs> is, that, is that the type of shit that you like scary movie you like scary where movie? they take the, 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 the where they take like the movie and they make a, like a 
Like a funny version of it? No, I like, no? Lo- you know, yesterday <laughs> I put on Loaded Weapon 1. Janine never saw it. Oh, that's that one is great. Loaded that one is weapon. really funny. Loaded weapon. Let me it's, it's look lead, that one up. It's oh, that's Emilio, a great one. Yeah, it's Emilio Estevez and Sam Jackson doing Riggs and Murtaugh. Oh, it's a oh, National it's, Geographic is, version of Lethal Weapon. Holy shit. National Lampoon. Oh, National Lampoon. No, National oh, Lampoon. Yeah. Sorry. National. Yes. That is... That is the first like twenty oh, minutes. How have I never seen this? I'm gonna have to. <laughs> oh, remember it's seen on HBO Max. It's on oh, HBO Max. I see it many times. John Lovitz, yeah. Tim Curry, Emilio Estevez, Sam Jackson, Kathy Ireland, William Shatner. Yeah, check wow. it out. Wow, yeah, it's Bill funny. Gunn. Oh, I gotta John watch Lovitz. this. I love John Lovitz. He goes, I thought you were dead. I thought it was a sequel. I just fucking <laughs> it's, it's, it's so funny. <laughs> Uh, oh my god! Okay, loaded weapon one. Mm, How many loaded weapons are there, by the way? There's only one, but they called it. Loaded <laughs> we- they called <laughs> it loaded weapon one. I like was it. the name I like of the it. movie. It's like the best of all those movies. All right, well, that's not a Marvel movie, but Modoc is kind of Marvel. So check that out. Are you excited for this one? June 11th will be the next Disney Plus series, Loki, six episodes weekly. John Belushi. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean these these Disney Plus shows just feel like a lot of appetizers. So I'll watch it. I'll watch all. I'll, I'm gonna watch everything they put out, whether I'm excited for it or not, is a whole other story. Well, then here's the crazy thing: we have four movies still coming out oh, this year. I don't know if anybody's realized that. July 9th, Black Widow, Disney Plus theatrical release. We know for sure that's amazing. Geek boner. September 3rd, Shang Chi. November 5th, Eternals. December 17th, I think Spider Man. No way home. Oh, shit. We're still getting four MCU movies this year in the theater and some somewhere else, maybe. Bilotti, did you see the trailer for Shang Chi? I did. It looked like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. It did. It's not, it's not a bad thing. It's really something. I don't know. Like whenever they make these movies, I'm just like, uh, like Tony. <laughs> but but Tony and you know, like you, you're you're you, you're into the same kung fu movies I am. I mean, like how many times did we see a movie like this already made? You know, yeah. I'm excited for it. I'm excited too. Like I, I'm I've always pumped. wanted to see something yeah, like this too. in comic books. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I mean, we're talking I mean, about martial arts movies. We're going to talk about. It's interesting that Marvel's it's Marvel's t- doing their take on it. Yep. And if you haven't seen Raya on Disney, I heard it's pretty should. good. I heard it's pretty good. It's pretty fun. Good, yeah, good action. Fun. Uh, but then Disney Plus show wise, we don't have dates. But what if animated series summer 2021? Hawkeye and Miss Marvel, I believe, are both finished shooting. So they're saying late this year. So we're going to get three more TV shows, four more fucking MCU movies. And then this news uh, that came out ahead of that secret invasion show has a crazy cast. Amelia Clark joining also Olivia Coleman joining uh, Sam Jackson, Ben Mendelsohn. So Mother of Dragons will be in the secret invasion. She'll probably be a scroll. I think everyone's a scroll. Uh, it's the new Mephisto. Yeah. yeah Anthony, what do you think of that? Amelia Clark, uh, Olivia Coleman. It's huge. I mean, that cast. Those are all great. I, they mean, they have hit those two. They have Sam Jackson, Ben Mendelsohn, Kingsley Benadir. Like, oh, yeah. Malcolm le- X. Legit cast. <laughs> I can't wait for that one. But that's like 2022, 2023. Who knows when the fuck that's coming out. So still a lot of great MCU content to come uh, to enjoy. Listener, we're going to take a break here. If you want to get a t-shirt, you want to get a Jock and Nerd logo on a mug or a hoodie or a phone case, visit our shop, jockandnerd.com slash shop. It's our public shop. You can buy all those lovely things, have them shipped, go out to the theaters with the Jock and Nerd face mask and t-shirt and give them one of these. Jock and Nerd! Right in the middle of the movie. 
see what happens. It's a lot of fun. We'll be right back to talk about some violent Mortal Kombat fatalities right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hello, Gerald from Two Peas on a Podcast here. So you're listening to a podcast that you love right now. Chances are I love it too. In the independent podcast community, we all support each other, which is why you're currently hearing this promo. So I wanted to tell you a little bit about my show in the hopes that maybe you'll check it out. I welcome a different co-host each week, usually other podcasters, friends of mine, or random folks from the entertainment industry. Together, we count down our top five favorite things for whatever that week's topic is. It's often centered around music, movies, TV, and pop culture. We have over 250 episodes spanning nearly five years of programming, so there's bound to be something on our feed that's just for you. We release new episodes of Two Peas every Wednesday. For links to all of our content and to subscribe via your favorite podcast app, just go to our website. It's www.twopeasonapod.com. We can't wait to welcome you to the party. Hey, Peter here from How Do I Jump? We are an independent news, media, and entertainment outlet dedicated to bringing you all that's hot and fresh in the video game world with a definite focus on indie games. Our podcast, The Weekly Jump, rounds up all those gaming headlines and stories into a fun and entertaining hour for your informative enjoyment. Find us on Spreaker, Apple, and Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. For ad-free podcasts and bonus content, head to patreon.com slash howdoijump. To learn more, visit HowDoIJump.com. Listener, if you've been enjoying the show for a week, a day, or like six years, we've been doing the show for six years, show us your love. Join our fan club. Visit JockaNerd.com slash Patreon. JockaNerd! And uh, for as little as $3 a month, you can get access to a bonus RSS feed for supporting us. The shows come out early. There's movie reviews, sports shows, Hours of bonus audio content to keep your ear holes busy in between shows. Uh, if you want more, there it is. Uh, I did my final uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier instant reaction. So those are fun. Check them out. Jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Okay, here we are. The reason Bilotti has stayed up this late uh, to review, help us review. Mortal late. Co- it's late for him. It's 841 Eastern <laughs> yeah, Time. Yeah, that's fucking late. Jesus Christ. It's late for Pilati. Thanks, Pilati. Mortal Kombat You're 2021. Welcome. Here are your spoiler alerts. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Prepare to be spoiled. This movie currently, of course, on HBO Max for like 30 days and in theaters. It is the third Mortal Kombat movie. Uh, following 1995 and 1997's Mortal Kombat Annihilation, which we reviewed. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, this thing is sitting at 55%. Okay, 5.5 out of 10. The first movie, 44%. The second movie, 2%. Oh, shit. So, varied ranges of scores there. Uh, this box office for this, the budget I saw somewhere conflicting numbers. Uh, one place says 55 million, another place said like 90 million. So somewhere around there, but opening weekend makes 22 and a half million dollars in the U S and about the same overseas. It's sitting at $50 million worldwide opening weekend, uh, for on this budget. The first movie was made for $18 million, made $124 million worldwide, $73 million in, in the U.S. The second movie's budget got more money, $30 million. 
makes only $51 million, uh, 35 of that from the United States. So, yeah, setting a low bar for any Mortal Kombat movie you're going to make. Meanwhile, you guys are talking about Godzilla versus Kong. That thing is north of $400 million right now. Oh, shit. Uh, $184 million in China, and it has not opened in the UK or Japan or Brazil. So that's going to be, I would say, altogether, it's going to probably bring it to 470 there, that's going to open in May next month. So that's not bad for fucking Godzilla versus Kong. Great. It's great. That you. is a win. Uh, back to Mortal Kombat. This movie directed by first-time director Simon McQuad. This is his first movie. Uh, written by Greg Russo and Dave Callahan, who has written. We've talked about Dave Callahan. Always screenplay writers, partners on good and bad movies like Wonder Woman 1984. Starring uh, Louis Tan. It's Cole Young. We got Jessica McNamee, Sonya Blade, Josh Lawson, Kano, Joe Taslim as Sub-Zero, uh, McHad Brooks playing Jax. Uh, ta- oh, here we go. Then now the names get fun. Tadanobu Asano as Lord Raiden. Hiroyuki Sanada. This guy's everywhere. As Hanzo Hasashi or Scorpion. Uh, and Chin Han. This guy's also in a bunch of things. Shang Tsung. And Ludi Lin as Liu Kang. Max Wang as Kung Lao. Sissy Stringer as Melina, Natara played by Mel Johnson, all these video game characters. Anthony, what the hell happens in this movie? Give us the plot. And then I'm handing it over to you guys because I realized, hey, I'm not as much into the Mortal Kombat lore as I thought I was after watching this movie. <laughs> and I know Bilotti is our expert here. So what oh, happened? Yeah. I'll start off by saying um, we all know Mortal Kombat, all time game. The original movie as a kid even now, I still look at it as like, it's not great, Get but still an all timer, mm. just in terms of relevance and like cultural impact and the. Yeah, a lot of people feel that, that, that fucking, way about that first yeah. movie. And then Annihilation, we've talked about, is one of the worst movies you'll ever see in your life. Absolutely. So, this is what we're dealing with here. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Mortal Kombat. What is this one about? Uh, this one is about this tournament that happens every year between uh, the nether realm and earth world to determine who's the champion of the two universes and it sounds like nether world has won nine times in a row if they win this one they're going to take over earth and the champions of earth are called upon to defend it and one of the champions is this guy cole young who's like a down on his luck mma fighter and he kind of gets wrapped up into this world that he had no idea existed with these enhanced beings and stuff. So it's a movie about a tournament that never happens. That never happens. Yes. <laughs> That's one of my, what happened to, okay, Bilotti, uh, tell us your history. How much, how far back you go in Mortal Kombat, what it means to you. And what did you think of uh, this 2021 version? I go back to the very first game in arcades where I remember Damn playing straight. it. I played it in Atomic Comics, which was up the block from us, that first one. And I remember doing Scorpion, uh, Sub-Zero's Fatality, forward, forward, down, forward, high punch. <laughs> forward, down, forward, high punch. I still Got remember it. that. Like, that's how far back I go. <laughs> Muscle memory. Know, yeah. Yeah. And part two is like my all-time favorite, just because of how colorful it was. And Kung Lao and Raiden were like my favorites in that game. And Reptile. Like, I just have like so many uh, sentimental feelings. And I would, I was working at a, at a big supermarket. And I was taking out the trash there. I got like, I got like a dollar twenty-five a week. I was like twelve or thirteen years old or something. And what do you think I spent all that money on? I go to the arcade and just play Mortal Kombat Two. Can I get some quarters? Yeah, 
I'd buy electronic <laughs> gaming monthly and I'd learn all the fatalities. Oh, that's and where then, you learn the moves in the magazine. Yeah, or you just yeah. ask like some kid. Right. You know, there's always like set, that savant player that just knows everything. And it's like, how do you know this? He goes, oh, I, I learned it in Chinatown. <laughs> Everybody said I learned it in Chinatown. <laughs> so part three came out. I think I was in Florida when that game came out. I was on a vacation with my family and uh, the run, they added the run button. Oh, yeah. The, uh, the there's only five buttons. They had yeah. The, yeah, the dash, whatever it was, yeah. and the combos. And then Cabal was like my new favorite. I was like, oh my God, this guy is ridiculously overpowered. And then I fell in love at Ultimate Mortal Kombat, where I discovered this great cheat with uh, Robot Smoke. And then once the game started going to consoles, I just sort of, uh, you know, I, I couldn't keep up with, with all that. So I kind of lost interest after part three. Okay. So I was there for basically the foundation of all of them. And I w- I'll say that. What Street Fighter is to Japanese gamers, Mortal Kombat is to American gamers. That ah, was our, yeah. That's our Street Fighter. Yeah. You know, like yeah. that's, this is our, this is it. This is, this is, you know, what we're known for is we like need a this. crossover, by the way, just for what it's I'm, worth. Yeah. I'm surprised it never happened because Street Fighter crossed over with quite a few properties, but never In Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat with DC. Yeah. So I, so my love for the MK universe runs pretty deep. I, I, I mean, I used to buy, uh, like anything that had to do with that. I knew Ed Boon and John Tobias. Like I didn't know them, but I knew like their stories and how they made these characters and I would follow those wow. guys and everything they did. Oh yeah. And, and like noob Saibot was Tobias and Boone spelled backwards. I knew about <laughs> smoke. I mean, I, I was obsessed. I mean, I was totally obsessed, but it was only up until I want to say ultimate MK three was where I sort of cut it off. Cause I just, I got older. I went to college. I couldn't afford video game systems. And I just, you know, so I was there for the foundation. That's that's how far deep I go. I hear eleven is really good. The new one, yeah, yeah. Eleven is like a whole sort of return to form. I, they added Rambo to it. The Terminators yeah. in it. Robocop. Robocop. Robocop's yeah. in it. So that's where I go with it. That's how far. That's how my how deep my blood is. <laughs> All right. Mortal well, then, Kombat. did this thing satisfy the gamer fan in you? No. <laughs> no okay. Absolutely not. <laughs> Uh, that's it. That's, that's all it. we got. That's, that's it. Do you want me to keep going? I could. Yeah. I, what did I you figured, think? Where did, what did it do right? What did it do wrong? It did more right in certain characters and not right in others. Like, I read that Cole Young was a studio mandate. That's weird. So, yeah. Brand new. Yeah. I don't know why character. because they're like, yeah, the first, I agree with everything you said about the first movie, Tony, but I had more fun watching that because those people can actually act. And they had charisma. And it's like Kano's on screen and it's one movie. Liu Kang is on screen. It's another movie. Shang Tsung is on screen. It's a whole other movie. So I felt like Cole Young just took away from building up the other characters. But if the first movie proved anything, it's that you can have charismatic characters. You could build up a story and you could do it all within two hours. It's not that hard. So watching this movie, I was just like, wait, there's no tournament? Yeah, that was the most alarming thing. Yeah, and Sub-Zero was like, like, what? Sub-Zero is God-level power, and I'm like, okay, so I guess he's the big bad? That's interesting. So it was was fun to watch, you know, because of certain characters, but I definitely, in my head, I mean, I I know what I... I'll save the rating for the end, but... (laughs) I ha- well, now you get the hang of this. Well, yeah, now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's my f- baby's first podcast. I wanted to love it. I was really excited for it. But I, I like the o- the opening of it is you know the 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 blood feud between 
you know, Scorpion and Sub Zero, yeah, and then it sort cool. of just, and then it sort of just goes away, and then Sub Zero drops that line where he says, "I, I killed him centuries ago," and it's like, "Motherfucker, how are you still alive?" It's like <laughs> 2021. Like, how did you get these? Lives yeah, forever. It's like there's a whole other movie there that they didn't. Absolutely. There's a whole other like three that's other. That's my movies. big gripe. That's yeah. my big gripe. I was like, when they open up the the story with the guy getting his his family murdered, and you know that he's also an assassin, and there's this feud, so he's not like he's just as bad as the other guy. But it's just now we're just seeing it from that point of view of, of his family getting slaughtered, and I'm like, oh, I want to see this guy go to hell and like claw his way back. And fucking enter the tournament and get his revenge, and they don't see any of it that. It happens all off screen, and yeah, it happens all <laughs> off screen. And like he was one of the more like you know uh, charismatic characters that I really was interested in. And then we cut to Cole, and it's kind of this mundane, slow moving story introducing us to Jax and Sonya and all these other people that kind of are like not the greatest uh, in terms, or, or they don't have the the cool like you have that cool beginning i'm already in like now you're gonna take that away from me and go to these other characters it feels like almost like the brian cranston thing yeah yeah so um yeah anyhow cut to, cut to a more boring character yeah. <laughs> yeah cut to a more boring character that doesn't really do much right, he's an awful actor i wanted but, i wanted him to play shang chi until i saw this movie and i'm like okay i'm good with the other guy Louis that's, Tan, that's, yeah he was yeah. in deadpool 2 for a brief second uh i really love kano Fist. kano was my favorite part of the whole movie he's fucking kano was the best part of the movie. i want i want oh my god i want to i want us to have a special conversation about kano and cabal so can we can we save that because I really okay I sure. really love them uh, especially Cabal okay I'd like to save that for just yeah save it we will okay save let's it for save Cabal. That. Anthony what'd you think of this movie coming out of it uh, I mean initially I came out of it and I was like I was entertained for sure I was definitely entertained I I knew right away I was like this is not a good like this isn't very good but there are elements of like good things. As you guys mentioned, the, the opening is is like a different movie. Yeah. Um, and then they, I think the the big mistake is Cole Young. Like, what you didn't need to make up a character, and like, I, and then I was like, are they reincarnating Hiroyuki Sanada as Scorpion into Cole Young? Maybe that'll kind of make sense. Yeah, but they didn't even really nope, do that. Nope. Um, so Cole Young was a huge miss. I'll agree with you guys. Kano was was fucking funny. <laughs> He's the best. Uh, I liked when Scorpion was on screen. I yeah. liked. I actually did like Sub Zero a lot. I felt like the middle was really drag. Like the pacing was a little off, so the middle kind of dragged a lot with like the, the, the kind of training, yeah. the Arcana yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, there were like at the end of the day, it's a moral. Like it's a video. It's a it's Mortal Combat. So like, I never really got invested as a kid, even as an adult, into like the actual storyline. So for me, Mortal Combat was always just like funny little like jokes um brutal kills yeah, yeah. and like fights yeah. so on that level like this this movie kind of delivers on a lot of that yeah. stuff like you see a fucking lady get sawed oh in my half. god by fucking kung lao's helmet yeah can i just ask yeah, so you one? see some yeah, brute that uh isn't it hard to fight with a metal helmet that big a metal hat i don't know it just seems don't awkward. don't think about uh, this uh I mean, so the uh, the film. Stop ha- thinking. <laughs> yeah, don't don't think about that kind of stuff. The film has like a lot of like video game moves that happen, and you know, Scorpion showing up and saying "Get over here!" Yeah. Still like hit. So like, there was fun stuff, but I think anchoring the story on Cole Young was was not the best idea. And I thought I felt like it was just kind of paced really weirdly. And at the end of the at the end of the movie, I felt like 
oh wait, did they just make this whole movie to advertise? Yes, like, they're, I, really, I, they're, re- they're really um, they're really presumptive to think that we're gonna just want to see a Mortal Kombat I two know. after showing this. Yeah, it was a little like Amazing Spider-Man two, where you felt like you're waiting for the next movie it, and not what it. you're actually exactly. Watching. Exactly. I'm looking at yeah. the clock and they're going through the training, and then there's like that final scene, and I'm like. Oh fuck! They're not going to show this fucking tournament, are they? And then everybody dies, and I was like, "What the fuck's going on?" All the bad guys die. Uh, well, I'll one more thing too, but before I get into, or you, you can finish real quick. Um, well, the, the bad guys dying—I mean, that does happen in the video games. Like, you, you, it does end with you killing people. Right. Uh, the one other big gripe I had is not only do they have Cole Young, who's this made-up character, but then you have him kill Goro, who's like one of the most <laughs> badass yeah. characters. I was like, going to say but that. He, got, yeah. he unlocked in a, his in arcana a in, out in the farm. And what was that? Oh, he unlocked his arcana. Wait, come on. Oh, no, I, I'm arcana. being sarcastic. Why was his outfit made out of like gold bandages? The fuck was that? It looked horrible. Like I liked a lot of the costumes. I thought they looked pretty accurate to the video game, but like Cole's, like, what was he wearing? What was that? It was like fight rap all around him it just looked it, bad he was the exo man of war from the valiant yeah, I didn't, I, it didn't look good rugs where did this movie go wrong well i don't know after the <laughs> intro i would say after i would say I after the, that intro after the first three well, minutes. Me, i know but i know what you're gonna say oh i would say after the intro <laughs> i'm gonna say after the intro after hey. the intro <laughs> wait one rug boy at a time who's talking well What's going on? there's three rug boys is it is it me um it's you <laughs> no this movie kind of like it i think that when they they started on cole young and then they had like the jack story and then the sonya story then the kano like introducing all those characters and i'm like oh we're spending a lot of time and on these people and they're gonna eventually find you know the the temple and then you get introduced to the other characters i'm like oh how many, they're, they're really like just introducing all these characters and, and spending a lot of time with each one, but I don't feel like I know anything about any of them. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, it's weird. I mean, you, you do kind of learn that Jax and Sonya were friends in the army and, but like all of the stuff with the, the, the brand and you gotta, I think that, you didn't need any of that. That tattoo transfers. If you kill the person, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. I think that doesn't make any sense. Cause every, well, that's how Sonia, that was hilarious. So they kept mentioning, by the way, Sonia, you can't, we're going to have to ask you to step outside. Yeah. You don't have the thing. And then she does get the thing, but they kept fucking pointing out. She didn't have, the I, thing. I, is that a thing in the, in canon? That's not a thing, right? The, the, no, the, the tattoo. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. Okay. You know, you know, I would have rather have had like Scorpion, reappear as a ghost or like from or or like you know ma- rematerialize himself and gather up these people to fight sub-zero oh and then like yeah and like he'd be the driving force behind it right because they, they talk about that prophecy but i think yeah. where the movie i was into the intro and then i'm like okay they're introducing cole young i'm like whatever hopefully he gets better and when they cut to sonya's like trailer park right i'm like okay i'm, I'm going along with it and then it cuts to her with, she has Kano chained up in her. Yes. And I'm like, <laughs> why? What's the plan? Like, why is this man chained up in her place? What's, what is this? She doesn't explain. She, well, you she, had the tattoo. That was uh, the marking. So that's why she chained this man up in her. Cause she was like studying the marking. Like she find, knew something was coming. Yeah. She's trying to find out about the tournament. Is that why? Because yeah. I, I couldn't. Yeah. I was like, why does she have this? She's guy? tracking everyone with the fucking dragon tattoo. But what was so? What was her plan? She was just gonna. I don't know. She's gonna find him. 
She guess she like knew something. I forget. She knew something was coming. I know she had like That's the whole wall knew. with the photos. Yeah. But so I like after that part, I was like, all right, I I, I guess we're we're going here. Here we go. I have to point out why is it in every movie that like when someone's tracking some sort of mystery yeah. they like line everything up on the wall. Well, you have to have string and push pins and yarn. <laughs> you know what? And, and we, we have to we tie just, things we together. We just did on. I did that on Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, I, yeah. I, there was a set we had to do. Yeah, and we just did it on Blacklist. Oh, I like bet Blacklist month, does that ago. all the time. Yeah. That's the whole show. We did it, <laughs> and yeah. on Blacklist, it was also in a fucking storage container. I swear, oh, I <laughs> shit you not. It, it was also, a fucking storage it, unit. It either means and the person John Bellotti, you can send, you can send in your resignation tomorrow. <laughs> The, sh- the, episode, done no. on the, the episode was already the episode was already on the air. Well, it all, it okay. usually means the person is like a crazy serial killer, or they're like an investigative journalist, investigative, and they're trying yeah, to get a huge mystery. Yeah. What would be a better way to show it that's different? Like, just someone comes out with like a a folder, <laughs> a PowerPoint <laughs> a, presentation, yes, a filing cabinet. I don't know. I feel like you just have it on a computer. Yeah. You're just like, oh, yeah. here's like oh, the yeah, files. But visually, like, it looks practically, visually, yeah, visually it's, cool. yeah. it's very seven. That scene with the, where we first meet him and then reptiles there and you see reptiles saliva is acid. But then when he punches his hand through the heart, nothing happens. That doesn't burn him. Whatever. I forgot that reptile was in this movie. And I thought that was cool. That was cool. I thought, I thought he looked cool. Yeah, I thought he looked great. Uh, I, I thought they was actually well done CGI there. Until you mentioned that I completely forgot. Some of the CGI is OK and some of it's really bad. I, I have a, a big complaint that I just thought of too. I like the two actors that were in this movie for Raiden and Shang Tsung, yep. but they have like no charisma whatsoever no, in those nothing. roles, especially nothing. in like comparison to the original Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Had, uh, uh, I forget uh, what the sh- fucking well, names uh, of those actors uh, were, but they were awesome. Christopher Lambert. Christopher Lambert. And, uh, yeah. The whole time I'm watching it, I kept thinking of uh, uh, Carrie. Uh, oh, God. I'm forgetting his last name. He played yeah, Shang yeah, yeah. Tsung. I, yep, Kerry Hiroyuki t- yeah, yes, thank you. Tagawa. Yeah. Him and, and Lambert, whether or not a white guy should have been playing a Japanese god is besides the point. <laughs> yeah. But right. they both had magnetism. Same mm, thing with yeah. Liu Kang, mm. Sonya, Johnny Cage, even fucking Goro had yeah. some personality. Yeah. Well, Sonya was hotter in the first Oh, that was combat. my first question. Which had the hotter Sonya? Oh, Sonya in the first Really? One. You think so? Yeah. Oh, this girl yeah. was in the Meg uh, playing the Sonya. Jessica McNamee. And The Vow. And I know this because we had The Vow on yesterday morning. And then we're watching Mortal Kombat. We're like, wait, this girl looks familiar. I guess overall, too, just like I only mentioned a couple characters, but the first movie, you just had these over the top personalities playing. And like, that's kind of what you kind of want in a Mortal Kombat because like, right. these are all larger than yeah. life characters. With so egos. Movie, the video game. With yeah, with huge egos. egos. Yeah. yeah. So, like, you know, like my, my, I gave you my Mortal Kombat resume. Yeah. And, so the first game is like basically a tournament with some backstory with Scorpion and Sub Zero. Then you have Johnny Cage and Sonya and Liu Kang. Like they're all fighting for their reasons. And the second game, every single character in that game served a central purpose to the storyline of the game, which was really cool because you don't, you know, there's no like Dalsim or Zangief, just regular fighters. Every character, it it, fo- it was either they were part of Outworld or they were part of uh, Earthrealm. And they had a very specific reason. Part three was similar. They added a few, like Striker was like a riot cop, didn't really need him. Cabal was a cool addition. Um, so like, every game they had characters that tied into the overall story. And the first movie did. And this movie kind of, aside from like the tattoos, they're really like, like there really wasn't much of that aside mm. from like even Liu Kang, right? Like Liu Kang and the mythos plays a central role 
in the whole overall storyline. And here he was just like, he, he was teaching them the arcana, which he was like third fiddle to, to Cole Young. Third yeah. fiddle, right. And yeah. the other thing is the, this arcana thing was never part of the games. That was oh, never that's not a part of the game either. No, that was never. I was like, what the fuck is an arcana? I'm like, did they just make that up for the movie to explain it? Like, really? I think that was their way of like, that was their like olive branch to connect it to like making it pliable to the real world. Like, oh, this is the way we make it go from like what would happen in the real world to like, okay, let's, let's make this like about mystical things. The whole sequence of waste of time, really, because I wanted to see a tournament. Uh, Let's get to Cabal. Cabal and Kano. Let's get to Cabal, Bloody. And Kano. (laughs) What about Kano? And Kano. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Rugboy, did you want to talk about Kano? Because you said you love them. Well, I like Kano. I think that he brought a lot of charisma and like levity, and it's just he had some great lines. Yeah, and he was he was like an asshole, and I love assholes. So he, yeah, he does check all the boxes for me. I'm gonna you shove know? that sombrero so far up your ass, you're gonna be speaking Spanish. Yeah, it was. He was not. I was shocked at how un PC. Like usually these movies try to be all no, PC it's now. rated no, and swearing. No, not at all. This one. Kung Pao. I was fucking dying. I was like, this is like. I feel like I was watching Gran Torino with Clint Eastwood. I li- so- there's a, a quieter line was where he's like, "Oh, you go, what are you gonna do? Make a door appear out of nowhere?" And the door opens, and he's like, "Oh yeah, it's pretty good actually." <laughs> no, there's there's one wild. scene where they're in the desert looking for the temple. Yeah, and Cole puts uh, or Sonya puts his hand on his shoulder. He goes, "The fuck!" Like I just started dying. <laughs> yeah, it was so stupid. Fuck. Not here because Liu Kang is like, "Not here. We must trade." So, so <laughs> he's like, "Forget so- all that. You just threw a fireball out of your hand. Am I yeah, gonna be no. able to do that?" How do I do he that? Should, he should have been the Cole Young because he was like a better he point of view hilarious. Than, than Cole Young was. He's like, what the fuck? Like, that was better. That's <laughs> the reaction you would have if you saw some woman shoot rings out of her hand or a fucking, you know, some guy r- turning moisture into ice. I mean, that's how you would react. <laughs> I mean, that what part the fuck yeah. is going on. But Cabal but, sounds like somebody <laughs> who works with you out on Long Island, Staten Island. So, so in the game, Cabal was like, he was like my shit. Like, everybody... In Street Fighter, people either loved Ryu or Ken. Some people like Guile. So Mortal Kombat by Part Three, Cabal was like my my guy. And in the game, he's got like this. Uh, he his face kind of looks like uh Deadpool's face, like okay. he's horribly scarred. Burned, yeah. Um, he's living off of like a Darth Vader breeding apparatus, so he you didn't really cool. know anything about him. He looks cool. So I knew he was in the the movie, and I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna see Cabal in action. And then it's like it cuts to Outworld, and Shang Tsung's addressing his warriors. And then it cuts to Cabal, and I'm like, he looks badass, but he sounds like a New York City construction worker, and I fucking oh, lost shit. it. He's, He's like, so that Kano's a real piece of shit. I'm like, oh my god, this is amazing. <laughs> he goes, this is every- He's a piece of shit scumbag. You're going to love him. Yeah, you're going to use a piece of shit scumbag. How <laughs> good. Bill dying. Burr is Cabal. What's going on here? It was hilarious. Well, someone said like... Oh, it sounds like Bill Burr. Someone said that on my Facebook, and I said, "No, That's it's an Australian." Yeah. I looked it up. It's an Australian guy playing a New York. Oh, he's like trying to do New York. New York. And I was like, "Why does he sound like this?" And then I googled it, and in the game, they retconned his character. Like he, you know, he served, he worked with uh, Kano and the Black Dragon, but they retconned him that he was an NYPD cop with Striker. And I said, "Oh, oh. so they're kind of like merging mm. it." But when you see that that get up and that voice comes out. I'm like, why am I in this movie? Like I identified so much with him and I'm like, this is how fucking Captain America should sound. This is how fucking Bucky should sound like this. Fucking Spider-Man, Spider-Man should fucking Man sound, like, sound this. like that. Yeah. 
Like they should all sound like this. I'm like, finally, I get representation the way I've always wanted to in a fighting game movie. This is it. I never thought it'd come from Cabal. You, you saw yourself in Cabal. I love I it. I saw myself. I'm like, it sounds like everything I say at work every day <laughs> to the point where they go, you know, it's late in the day when Bilotti starts cursing. And I, <laughs> I was dying though. So that's uh, that was the the one highlight for me. That was like the biggest highlight for me. In this they movie. picked a like it was like a random grouping of from different games. Yeah, they picked. Yeah, like I was like Cabal and and Raiko. I was like I don't even know who Raiko is. I don't know either. I didn't know who Natara was either. But I guess she's in the other. Yeah, games. Who's Natara? I have no idea. I I guess she's in the other game. I like Melina's like Venom mouth you saw at the end. Right. She was all teeth. That was fucking sick. There was no Katana, and she's like a mad. She's like the Princess Leia of the Mortal Mortal Kombat mythos, and she was nowhere to be found. Yeah, it was just a random. Like I f- feel like they should have stuck with. Like the first itineration, or like first and second game uh, characters. I think they're just saving it. Yeah, there's tons yeah. of characters you can For still other use. Stuff. Yeah. yeah, I love seeing the fatalities. Like Jack smashed that dude's head. That was fucking great. Scorpion uses fire breath, and you could see like his skull. He's melting, and the skull's there, and then it like grows back. That was fucking cool. Some of the shit looked cool, and then Goro just looked like a fucking CW show. I mean, if it is a fifty. 50- million dollar movie right that would make they, sense they got their money's yeah. worth yeah absolutely Test your might it's the best looking mortal Kombat movie i mean the fight sequences left something to be desired i'll say like yeah i agree with that they they were uneven like some were better than others yeah 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 yeah, yeah. So they weren't like consistently good yeah i think i mean the, I, I liked some of them it was a weird choice to like I, I again i think the middle was just so paced so terribly and then they like have four big fights, but they do like a montage where they're all happening at the same right. time. Yeah, where they and they're yeah. not, and they're not part of the tournament. So it's like everyone's getting zapped to different locations. I felt like they could have had more fun with like the locations and like those like four fights where they were having like people pair off. I don't know why they like montaged it well, like that. Yeah, let me ask you this: They're in that, um, they're in that temple, right? That has that weird apparatus in the middle. That it, it was like a. Not like a phallic, but it had like it a, puts the shield up. It's what Raiden uses yeah, to put the barrier. It was the like this ancient up. temple, and it yeah. had this like futuristic spire in yeah. the middle of it. Yeah, with no explanation. Yeah. Um. So Raiden, uh, he protects it right with that shield. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the shield goes down because of Cabal convincing Kano that right. it's better to join his side. Right. Right. So Shang Tsung invades the temple, and they're all fighting. Where the fuck was Raiden the whole time? Did I miss something? <laughs> He said something along the lines that he couldn't participate. Oh, he can't get involved in, because he's an elder god. Yeah. He's a god, so he can't get involved. I, that was another thing I didn't understand, too, is like, okay, so there's this tournament. They if, broke the rules. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, they're like, wait a minute. If they win this tournament, they get to take over. But then they just keep showing like, up and picking fights they, with them. What are you doing? Yeah, I was like, how does this, like, why or do they keep showing up that early didn't make any sense, yes. to take people out? Are they, does that mean if they take them out of the tournament, they win by default? You know what? Yeah, what there's no tournament then, I guess. They beat them Yeah, was it. that them trying to stack the odds in their favor? No, they're just cheating. Yeah. They're like, fuck this. Let's go out and do it. Kill them before the tournament. But did they the cheat in any other, other tournaments? Yeah. I think they always. So shoot. why would they even have the tournament? They're just breaking all the rules. <laughs> <laughs> fucking kid. Shang Tsung said, "I'm coming back with an army." Just do that from the get go. If that's how you're going to play the game, I'm good at calculation. <laughs> yeah. That's the same actor. Yeah, it is the same actor. And Raiden was also. Uh, he was He's also in. in um, yeah, he was. Uh, what's his name? The Warrior Three. But he was Hogan. Uh, oh, yes, he was also in Ultra Ultraman Tiga. I found out too. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, both of those guys. Like again, were so like miscast in those roles horribly I, I i would have loved i mean it's good that they had a japanese guy playing raiden but no screen presence on either of those two guys 
Yeah. It's almost, you know, I know there's a whole, like, if you're, if you're, it's a Japanese role, you have to get a Japanese actor. If a China, you know, I know mm-hmm. they're trying to, but I don't know, like, Carrie, Carrie Hiroyuki Tanaka, you know, he was Japanese playing a Chinese sorcerer, right. and he was fantastic in the role. Well, Joe Taslim is, is Indonesian, and he's playing. He's Indonesian, and he's yeah. Joe Taslim is great, dude. I thought, I thought Sub Zero looked good, cool. He had a scre- great screen presence. They, yeah. I, they definitely, like, made him, like, uber level powerful, but he hadn't. He was a badass. I, I, I liked him. Like oh, he was great. Making it snow and then making it snow reverse and like the no, different every, ways. Everything with Sub Zero was fan- like the last fight the, where yeah, he the freezes ice, the blood all the ice and, everywhere. That was yeah, everything was was great. It was just like they made him like ridiculously overpowered. I Here, think. Here's another great moment I love when Jax gets his uh, like actual arms, the Arcana, because there's a giant rock on Sonya Blade, and somehow he picks it up, and she's not crushed. She's fine. Like, she would have been dead. There's a giant boulder. He <laughs> lifts off her body, and she's just, like, lying there. I, I hate like, that his arcana is they have metal arms. It's so dumb. That was so dumb. I didn't understand that either. Uh, just give him metal but, arms. You yeah, don't need it to on, be his arcana. From the beginning. Just How did they get metal arms in the in a temple? They just they built it started from making something. I don't know. They R- Raiden's the- just like... Like basically, like to Sonia, trust the process. They know what they're doing. And they just but had how, like, what did they have? I don't know what. How they did had. his Arcana give him more metal on his hands? <laughs> Crew more metal. Well, how do you make fire come out? Yeah. How do you have a spinny metal hat I, that slices people Cole, in Cole half? Young though, I think that was a huge miss. They didn't. I think. I think the writers were like too clever. They were like, well, if we come up with this character that we made up. He's like an amalgamy for the audience, and That's we can what it was view to be. this through Lame. our ah. own eyes with no, this we know guy. What it is. We know what the fuck Mortal like, Kombat is. We don't need that. No one gives a fuck about Cole Young <laughs> if you've been <laughs> playing Mortal Kombat. And by the end of the movie, I don't give a shit about this guy. I don't want to have to come back now and watch the actual fucking and, tournament. And you fuck? fucking tease at the end like the most charismatic character in the game. There's and you're like, Geek oh, Cole Young's gonna find Johnny Cage. Well, fuck. Just make it put Johnny Cage in that role. That was in the first movie. It was right. the first movie. Yeah. I guess they so, didn't yeah, want to copy the first tease. movie. What, yeah. What I think happened, because I was reading about it last night, is that the first movie was New Line Cinema. Yeah. And they, they were, apparently there was going to be a third movie right. called Mortal, Mortal Kombat Devastation with the original cast coming and Paul back. Paul Anderson was going to direct yeah, it. Paul yeah. Paul Anderson was yep. coming back. Yep. All the originals were coming back. And apparently they started it in Louisiana, but then. Hurricane Katrina hit. Oh. And then it destroyed some Ooh. of the sets. So it kind of went away. And I think New Line went under and then Warner Brothers bought them out and they bought the rights to Mortal Kombat. Like they uh, own Mortal Kombat now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I think because this is the same studio that gave us a fucking depressing Superman movie, I don't think they really knew how to do the movie the mm. way it should have been done. Mm. And I think that's why that studio mandate came down. Because I, I kept thinking of the first Hellboy movie. And Hellboy has such a rich, fantastic world that you saw in the second movie that you could tell they were hesitant to show you in the first movie. So they gave you that point of view character. I forgot his name. It was like John something uh, who was sort of like our point of view. And he added nothing to the story. He was just like a bullshit plot point just to get us invested in it. And by the second movie, you're like, oh, all I needed was Ron Perlman and Abe Sapien. Or, you know, I just needed those those two to carry me through the movie because the second movie is fantastic. Cole Young just reminded me of that point of view because it sounds like the studio was nervous to just give us a tournament movie, even though it's been done a gazillion times with famous 
tournament movies like Five Fingers of Death, Enter the Dragon, Bloodsport, and on yeah, and on. And give on. me a tournament movie. Give me three tournament movies if you were going to play in three movies. If you guys remember, I was following this like 10, 10 years ago, maybe. Oh, really? But there was a, a web series. Kevin, I forget how his, I don't really know how to say his last name, Tachiron. Uh huh. He made this web series on his own called Mortal Kombat Legacy, and he had Michael J. Yes. White in it. Oh, yeah. I forgot who Michael J. White was playing. Um, Jax. Might have been Jax. Jax. He's playing Jax. But like yeah. that, like basically the support behind that funded yeah. the short film Mortal Kombat Rebirth. Ah. And then that like convinced the, the, the amount of enthusiasm behind the web series and then the short film uh, basically made studios go, oh shit, like people still like Mortal Kombat. So I think that was like the catalyst for right. another Mortal Kombat film was all this stuff uh, like 10 it's years ago. It's still a huge property. Kevin Tankaro and oh, I see this now. Is that Was it good? Is it any good? I thought the legacy stuff was good. The mini yeah. web series, once he made the short film, I didn't think it was that great. Okay. But okay. there was so much buzz behind the 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 like the web series that yeah. um, it really so prompted studios yeah, to, yeah. to look at it again. And Mortal Kombat still a huge uh, IP, and they have still yet to make a good video game movie, I think. Well, this no, is I not mean, it. No, games, the just first, in general. I still think the first movie is the best video game movie ever. Oh, shit. Okay. I still, about, I still, uh, oh, Detective shit. Pikachu. Uh, the last <laughs> I haven't seen it. But Sonic. I heard oh, the, Sonic I was I, awful. I heard both are decent, but I haven't seen them. No, but Sonic was... Remember, if you remember... Uh, when Sonic first, the trailer was first released, he looked fucking weird and everybody freaked out. And then they went and did those reshoots really quickly where they added a more uh, faithful looking Sonic to the game, yeah. uh, to the movie. So even that movie, like it was like, oh, no, we're going to make him look weirdly human like. And then people freaked out and then they switched him to what he looked like yeah. eventually. But. I, you know what's a better video game movie is actually like a Scott Pilgrim or like Edge of Tomorrow. Like they haven't been able to nail the experience of playing the game. Let me, really let me ask you this, Malad. You're the Mortal Kombat guy. You yeah. Obviously, we both think the first one was memorable. I don't know if yes. I would necessarily say it's a good movie, but it's definitely memorable. Um, with the material that Mortal Kombat is, it being this uber violent yet also like crack jokes, fatality weird characters is there actually a good movie within that ip ah good question i think so because the first seven minutes of this movie gave you like a horrible tragic backstory that you could you we all got like it sounds like everybody got invested in the movie in the movie's opening right like we're all like oh my god this is like why is he why does bihan hate him so much like he murdered his family and there's so many interesting but then you would uh, just follow Scorpion. You, would you introduce all these characters? But, but I guess my second point is, you know, Liu Kang also has a heavy story. And then Kano and Sonya and Jax have a heavy story. And Kung Lao has a heavy story and so on and so on. So it's like, I understand as a screenwriter, you got to pick and choose which one. And I think the first one balanced that out really well. Ah. Uh, I mean, obviously, they shortchanged Sub-Zero and Scorpion by that line where he goes, oh, yeah, they, I control them now. And it's like, okay, well... There goes that story. So this movie, like I said, when it started, I just said, oh, it's going to be about their eternal battle. But then it wasn't. So I was like, so who are we following? So it's not Liu Kang. So it's it's Cole. But then it's not Cole because he comes and goes, right? Yeah. And then it's Liu Kang. And then Kung Lao, descendant of the original Kung Lao from the first tournament. 
but then he he dies and yeah, I was like, he oh, gets man. his soul sucked I liked him. I liked that hat. It's weird. So I think with better writing, you could have had something closer to the first it's a lot, movie. But, it's a lot but, to, yeah, it's a lot to juggle in one. And it's why up. can't they make movies good anymore? <laughs> because it's like I said earlier oh, about the Marvel movies. It's because now it's a worldwide box office they have to consider. So they can't offend certain people. They can't offend uh, certain governments. They can't offend the military. They can't offend the. You know, so they're they're playing it so safe that they're giving us they're just giving us crap because now they have to look at China and China doesn't like anything that has to do with politics. Uh, they don't like any Star Wars. They like fantasy stuff. They like Fast and Furious. They like the Marvel stuff. And I think that's a huge problem with movies because they're just I, I, I can understand that it's an obstacle. But I mean, if we're reviewing these movies and we're seeing that, oh, this is a solution here. It's, Instead of building the story around these characters, you use, you know, Scorpion to kind of drive the plot and drive the characters too. Cause all of these humans are clueless about what's going on. You need somebody, but we start the story where they kind of know what's going on. These, these, these two or three people. And it seems weird that we're now, you know, that now we're, it, it just, it just seemed all kinds of weird. It didn't have that thrust. And if we could see that, how is that? So hard to do. I don't know. I just, I get very frustrated when people, when you watch a movie, you're like, oh, the solution's right there. There's too many cooks sometimes is the problem. I I think WB, they're, they're touted as being friendly, like great to work with in terms of like directors like Scorsese, Nolan, uh, you know, those guys get, you know, they're able to make the movies they want, like especially Nolan. He can make whatever the fuck he wants, obviously with, with Tenet, right? But I think when it comes to franchises, I, I feel like they keep falling on their face unless it's, Harry Potter, right? That's that's their big IP that they got from a book, but it's also based on a book. And there's what six books that have like a hard, you know, hard story and mythology built into it. Where Mortal Kombat is eleven games, and it's sort of all over the place in tone. Yeah, yeah. right. And then they looked at DC, and they they never knew what to do with Superman, and they gave it to Zack Snyder, and look what happened with that. So I just think it's also the studio's fault. It, it, and if you remember too, um, up until recently, uh, if you follow Ray, Ray Fisher and his, his tweeting about Josh Weed, Josh Whedon and his treatment on the set of Justice League. Yeah. It sounds like Warner Brothers was a horrible, toxic environment yeah. in terms of the executives in the movie. So I just think it was a perfect storm for this movie to sort of be greenlit and then made and then released to the point where, they just didn't really know how to treat the property properly, I should say. I, I think, I think uh, to be honest, I don't think Warner Brothers, I don't think there's many studios that would really give a shit about treating the property proper, properly in terms of Mortal Kombat. I just don't think there's enough um, ex- investment at the top to be like, you know what, we really need to, to do this right. Like a Mortal Kombat movie, right? Would be awesome. And I think they just look at it and go, cool fights, Good one-liners. Let's make this one R-rated now, so yeah, we can do the fatalities. The yeah, that was the best thing I right. could have done. And we're good. Not, not, yeah, not everyone is going to be Marvel. Where, and that's that, and that's what kind of going back to what Rogue Boy is saying is that the solution is there if you're just true to the source material to the point where you can get away with some of this, some of the more outlander stuff. Then it's a, it's a recipe for success. But what when I read some interviews with the director and the screenwriter, especially. The screenwriter was like, "Oh, we we wanted to be as authentic as we as we could have been to the game." I'm like, 
Did you ever play the fucking yeah, game? Yeah, how like, are you going to be authentic what, to the game? Yeah, like, what game did you play that you're this authentic? So, all of them. Well, look, Bilotti, Apparently. With, with all that said, give me your score for this movie. What would you give it? Well, Cabal gets a 10 out of 10. Tip- Cabal definitely <laughs> 10 out of 10. Cabal for the needs his own fucking movie. How does he get 10 out of 10? Uh, he di- I think he's still alive. He was fighting. Uh, oh, he gets killed. Cole. Didn't Cole he was stab fighting him? Cole, and then Sonia killed him. Sonia, sh- no, that was Melina. That was hilarious. Sonia shoots Melina, and you see a hole in her body, but the spine is like still there for some reason. How does he? How does he die? Oh, uh, Liu Kang, fire dragon. He's sinking in the quicksand, and he lights up the quicksand, and the fire dragon comes out and burns uh, him. Okay. Gotcha. Oh, he did the animality. That's yeah, right. he does his fatality animality. and burn, we, burns. Good, we, I wish we'd have got Babality in this. That would have been. Which one's that one? I heard that there was a, a nod to that when they go to Sonya's compound and one of the boats says Bambino or something. And I was going to bring that up, Ruggs. Did you notice one of the boats was called Bambino? I was like, there's a Bambino. No, I did, boat. Not, I didn't see I did that. not see that. Friendship. Yeah. Friendship. Friendship. <laughs> again? <laughs> That's it in the third one. It, again? Friendship. Go ahead. Go ahead. I just had to say something from the from the game. <laughs> no, I so Cabal gets a ten. Cabal and Kano get a ten. But yeah, the movie yeah. gets a four. Bullshit. Okay, they really do. Four. From, Sorry, from Mortal Kombat Bellotti. All right, Anthony, what would you give this movie? Initially, I came out of it with a six because I was like, I was entertained. Yeah, you know, um, as I thought about it more, I'm like, I can't give, I can't give this movie a six. This isn't <laughs> a good movie. One of my friends was like, they saw. By the way. I did. If you listen to the remixed version of the old theme, yeah, it's good. I like it. At the one at the credit, they only yeah, have it they at played, the they, end. No, right? they, yeah. no, they played it a couple times throughout the movie oh, too, like little hits of it. Okay, yeah, they played it when Sub Zero is fighting Scorpion, and then there's another point. I think when Cole Young is fighting Goro. Okay, um, but uh, yeah, like one of my friends was like, "How is the movie?" I'm like, "It's a Mortal Kombat movie." And then he watched it and goes, "This is one of the worst movies I've ever seen." <laughs> uh, <laughs> he hasn't seen Annihilation, clearly. <laughs> no, clearly not. Uh, it's not as bad as Annihilation. No. Annihilation is all, all goddamn awful. But this isn't really a good movie. That being said, I, I enjoyed my time with it. Uh, if they make a Mortal Kombat 2, I'm curious to see how that plays out uh, with a Johnny Cage and see what else happens. But um, a little bit disappointed because I definitely saw the trailer and was like, this is, this is my shit. This is going to be awesome. Not as awesome as I expected. So I'm going to go 5 out of 10. Five for Anthony Rugboy. Well, it checked all the boxes that it needed to check. Yeah. But as I said, I was a little underwhelmed by a lot of it, especially some of the fight sequences. I got tired of like, I don't think they were um, all. Some were better than others. Absolutely. Some were better staged than others. Yeah. And um, overall, I, yeah, you, you had the the main characters were like, all right. But they, I was kind of pining away for other stuff. I want to know about other things and they didn't have the tournament. So disappointed at the end, but I'm going to say it's a six. It's, it's a movie and it it is, it checks the boxes. And if you think about it, if they did make this movie for $50 million, it, it, you it know, looks $50 great million, for $50 million. It's, it's fine. Yeah. If it's a $90 million movie, then you got to Then there may be some issues. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. Good point. I mean, I was like, this. It's, it looks great, like, as far as the way it's shot, 
and directed. Uh, I also look, I was entertained. I'm clearly, I wasn't that big into the lore. So I got all the Easter eggs and the fatalities and the flawless victory. Uh, you know, it made me smile and it's a Mortal Kombat movie. So it gave me what I wanted, which is super violent, fucking crazy things happening. And they did kind of show all the fun stuff in the trailer. Our Jack's getting his arms ripped off was fucking crazy. Uh, I wish they hadn't showed that. Uh, a couple other quick observations. Uh, Shang Tsung's chest piece, very buzzamy and bulky. I thought that was odd. I was like, why is his chest piece so big? Uh, and then, uh, oh, how about Liu Kang just sweeping Kano's leg over and over oh, again? That That's funny. like a joke, right? That's like that the was pretty funny. gameplay funny, joke. Yeah. The guy who just does the same move and you're like, fuck you, dude. I can't even get close to you. So all that said, it was entertaining, whatever. It's good for a watch. I'll give it a six also, uh, just for the violence and the R ratedness, but. It's a Mortal Kombat movie. You're going to get what you think you're going to get. Mortal Kombat. It's slightly better than uh, than Annihilation. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, whoa. Slightly. I think it's a little think bit more than, than slightly. No, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, it's, 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 to me, it doesn't really quite surpass the first one. It's kind of like on the same level, I would say. I would agree. I think the first one, there was also like the first one had that like built in like, this is a Mortal Kombat game. And holy shit, like, the characters kind of look like the video game. This is amazing. Like, this stun doesn't have that kind of buzz. But doesn't, don't these characters, aren't they more true to source than the first movie, the costume-wise, anyways? No. No? Not really. I mean, the movie had, like, Scorpion had, like, a fucking CG fucking... Thing coming out of the yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, I had a not, lizard. It was like a lizard thing, and yeah, coming was, out of yeah. his palm. Which so I and, and the CG was horrible. I loved in this one that it was, like, his wife's gardening tool. That he tied rope to, and then just became this badass fucking weapon through the head. That was. I mean, yeah. Great. Talk talk about foreshadowing, huh? Right. I mean, the original isn't like a perfect movie either. It's not. No, it's not. not but great. As, as far as like it's like you could say, Mortal Kombat is arguably the the biggest, most popular American created, American based video game I think we've ever had. Right. Yeah. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but. I'm pretty sure, like Super Mario Brothers, that's Japanese, that Japanese, Japanese, all Japanese, yeah, okay. yeah Street yeah, Fighter yeah. Japanese, Resident Evil Japanese, uh, yeah, Madden, yeah, Madden, well, yeah. Well, well, we'll take. Let's take out sports games because it's a different Midway genre. Games. Yeah. Also, like was in Chicago or started in Chicago at yeah, some they're, point. They're, those are Chicago. Yeah, boys. yeah, I mean, growing yeah, up yeah. as a kid, it was you were either playing Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter or, or Street both. Fighter. Like, yeah, I remember the, the, the names of the fighting games. Yeah, I remember all the frenzy for all those games. Yeah, but right, but that's probably. Right, that and what? Um, Medal of not Medal of Honor. What's the Call of Duty? Right, that's well. A big... The Call of Duty was like later, but like in terms of like growing up in the nineties, those were the games. And then Tekken came along, and it was like, oh, yeah. Tekken's kind of cool too. You can fight with a, like a jaguar head on your face, whatever. And a game and a game of death, <laughs> Bruce Lee that runs up your body and lands on you. <laughs> Luke Kang wow. is inspired by Bruce Lee, right? That's a thing. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. he's got to be. He looks just like. But uh, but I'm just trying to think like. What's the other one? Uh, Grand Theft Auto is the other big one. So oh, basically, yeah, all, yeah, yeah. all the most popular games in America have to do with violence, gore, uh, that, pimps. That is our biggest stealing cars. Uh, listen, that's our biggest export <laughs> is violent fucking it's movies. Violence, you know? It's violence. Jesus, yeah. war. But then the Japanese have like uh, an Italian, uh, an Italian plumber, a blue. Uh, well, 
<laughs> a ra- not very PC Italian plumber, uh, a hedgehog that's on cocaine <laughs> at all times. <laughs> a gorilla, <laughs> a gorilla, a, a, a giant like piece of bubble gum that happens to float. <laughs> yeah, a woman wearing a some sort of suit of armor that fights Metroids. <laughs> that Metroids, uh, she's awesome. <laughs> that's what we get from Japan, but no, America, we get violence. Violence is the best. <laughs> well, if this thing does good, they planning more sequels. I don't yeah, know. You I want really, it to yeah. do good. Gonna, yeah, yeah. I read that the, the screenwriter said. Oh, when I was writing it, I didn't want to show the tournament because I'm saving that for the second movie. Oh, and the third movie, fuck. Well, the third movie, he said it's going to be post-tournament. I'm like, whatever that means. What happens post-tournament? Same shit. They got a- like a war, like a war. Well, war. I don't know if you guys remember. I don't know if you guys remember. It's one of the worst movies of all time. But Street Fighter Legend of Chun Li. Oh, they, it's terrible. It's an awful. awful movie. But towards awful. at the end of the movie, she it's like the same thing. She picks up this like flyer. It's like from like Ryu, and she's like, "Oh, there's the Street Fighter tournament," and that's how <laughs> it like ends. Like she's gonna be in the Street Fighter tournament. Like the whole first that movie doesn't have a tournament at all either. That that wow. oh my god! But Bison has an Irish accent. Oh, oh it's one god. of the worst movies of all time. That's it's terrible. I, I don't know if I I think I hate that worse than an Annihilation. I can laugh at. Yeah, Legend yeah. of Street Fight Legend of Chun Li is just makes me mad. Yeah, you know what you know what makes Annihilation so much more entertaining is that they leaned so hard into the video game that it was like, okay, well, this is literally just a fucking video game. There's no story; it's just a video game. Yeah, it just Whereas starts. Legend of Chun Li was like a buddy cop movie with. Yeah, like, they tried to make no it like real world type real thing. world. Yeah, it was so far away from what it was supposed to be, where Annihilation was like, oh, you want Sindel? I'm going to give you Sindel with the purple tights and the white hair. Here it is. You're going to take it. No, no, we're not toning down the purple either. It's going to be like video game accurate purple, too. Look great on screen. It'll look great. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, All right. Good stuff on the Mortal Kombat. Uh, Bilal, do you want to hang out real quick? We got to go over some Oscars results after our last episode where we made predictions. Sure. I mean, I I, I didn't see. I saw one of the movies from the Oscars. Okay. But... Well, we'll find out which one that is. Anthony, uh, real quick. Yeah. The first Oscars you watched ever all the way through and probably yeah. the craziest Oscars they've put on. Uh, I want you to give us the results. But before that, what did you think of the broadcast? Well, it's, I'm like one of... I mean, the broadcast only had like 9 million viewers, which is <laughs> yes. down 58%. So yes. I'm one of the few that decided to watch it. this. I watched it. Not at all surprised, by the way. I mean, it, it, pandemic, no one's seen these movies. Yeah. Uh, overall, I thought it was okay. I I prefer the clips. I got really tired of them doing fun facts about every nominee. I yeah, thought there that was, was really boring clips. visually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pacing was weird. I thought Best Picture would go last. Yeah, there's a couple um, of weird things that happened. But uh, I wish the, the the performances were all pre-shows, so you didn't have any music. Overall, though, I mean, I thought like it was still like a classy night. Like they definitely were very serious about the whole thing. I thought it was better than like having a Zoom thing. That's definitely for sure. Um, and then the pacing at the end, I think they thought Chadwick Boseman was going to win. And yes, really ended that on was a weird a big, note. That's a big fuck up right there. This was the craziest thing. I thought I thought the same thing. Like I was like, where are the clips of things? I guess they wanted to keep the runtime shorter. Then I was like, are these speeches going on and on? Like they didn't cut every anyone off. Well, they well they did was they got rid of all the clips so people could talk. So they more, let so them they talk more. Yes. So I don't know. To me. I hate to say this, but this is not the Oscars. This is like 
An Oscar should be a celebration of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it should make you excited about the films. This is all about the people and the actors and who did what. It doesn't really matter. It's not about the art. It's really just about who's going to get rewarded. Like who's getting a trophy today. Yeah. That's all it really yeah. is. And I, it didn't make me interested in any movies. It didn't make me whatever. That's it's absolutely like, right. That's what they tried didn't work. Uh, ultimately, I thought it was a horrible broadcast. I was putting myself up. I was like, if I didn't see these movies, I'd be bored as shit without yeah. the clips. Yeah. yeah. And then, but then I read something online where it was like someone, someone theorized that they were going. Well, no one's only the fans, the people that are watching this Oscars broadcast probably have seen these movies because no one else is going to watch it. So they were like, why are we going to bore them with the clips? Which so. is ironic because you could, all these movies are on streaming. You can watch a lot of them yet. Nobody did. Uh, so Soderbergh was promising a, a movie style event, not a TV show. He's like, I'm going to shoot it. He shot it 24 frames per second at a four, you know, movie aspect ratio. And the opening it made no difference. It, it really didn't. The only thing different was the opening. They the had opening Regina King walk in with the credits and it was like an opening credit scene with music. It was all live and it was like starring everyone. But then they redressed the union station. Uh, and then that Glenn close moment. Did you guys catch the Glenn close yeah, doing the butt? Uh, which I found out first. I was like, it's obviously written. It was all scripted. I was like, how the fuck did Glenn Close know this random thing? And yeah, that was all scripted. Uh, you couldn't tell uh, that. I was play later. I was oh like, God, I was like, holy shit, how'd you know this shit? I'll do, I will say Kaluuya <laughs> going, talking about his parents having sex and them having his that mom on camera. Yeah. Going, what is he just saying? That was great. I thought that was funny. Listen, they took some risks, but it didn't work. I'm sorry. It didn't exactly pay off. So, I think it'll be back to status quo next year. Will they have, this is the third year they went hostless. So I don't know if you put the host back. They did not music. All the musical performances were pre-show. They were, it was still like over three hours long despite all this. Anyways, Anthony, let's get to the winners. We got our predictions. I'll tell you who got what. Let's start with animated feature. Who won this one? Soul. Soul. No surprise there. Just as we all thought points for everyone across the board. Uh, Best supporting actress. Oh, and the other thing, like you said, best picture usually is saved till the end and it's a big thing and they clearly the, they did not know only the accountants know who wins the oscar and they just like us thought chadwick boseman was gonna win best actor and put him in the end and then we'll get to what happened but that was a fucking and then it just ended like the sopranos finale it was like cut to black i was like oh okay bye see ya yeah i mean i, I let me just comment on so wait let me just uh, let me first say the winners and then i'll comment yeah. on the pacing of that so best supporting actress yu jung yoon nice um, first, first korean, korean yeah to yeah. win an oscar we all got that except for rug boy who wanted maria daniel kaluuya best supporting actor um, yeah we picked him that everyone kind of got that right yeah. i'm going to skip the the main acting because they went out of order uh okay. best director chloe zhao uh nomadland that was set in stone best yeah. picture nomad land yeah now so up to that point it was like no one there were no, no surprises, surprises. No, no, surprises no surprises whatsoever so then they end with the two acting categories yes best actress francis mcdormand wins which yeah. was a surprise just because a lot of people well first off this category was up in the air and there were a lot of people like oh francis mcdormand she's, they're not going to give her a third oscar yeah they she's did. one too and they did i personally didn't think she was that great i mean i thought she was great but i didn't think she was as good as like a carrie mulligan or a viola davis but yeah, yeah whatever yeah. then as you mentioned they end it with best actor and oh I'm my god positive that soderbergh was like we'll end it with best actor because bozeman is winning it's gonna be a be huge like moment huge cap to this night his wife chadwick's wife is there way with a speech ready to right. go and instead 
not that it's a bad pick. Anthony Hopkins, I think, is oh, actually shit. the performance of the year. Yes. But he's not there. He's not there. So it at just all. ends <laughs> with him with no speech and Lame. like Joaquin Phoenix just like not giving a fuck and just my Anthony Hopkins and it's over. No moment, no Let, me, let me say this though. Wow. Anthony Hopkins definitely deserves the award. Yeah. But I was also like I also felt bad because I was like Chadwick Boseman's dead. <laughs> like, yeah, this was his, Anthony like, Hopkins is eighty three though. They should have honored him in, in a separate way. I, w- I was like so to kind of buffer the fact that if he didn't win, they still honored. Yeah, him. I was just so conflicted. I was like, I-, I think Anthony Hopkins is a good pick, but shit, Boseman he won everywhere, and like everyone was expecting him to win. This was yeah. his like last moment. Can I ask a question? How many other nominees are dead in this in this uh, Oscars? He was the only one, like, I think. Yeah, so yeah. I mean. So he's an outlier. So they should have done something for him. It wouldn't have been out of place because he is the only person that's in that particular uh, predicament. And another thing is that when Frances McDormand won, she just like flippantly like, like, just like whatever. So like you have two back to back, like uneventful uh, acceptances. Yeah. It was just weird. It was weird. And they got to go back to being like, first off, like they had best director as like the fourth award, like given out. It's like, wait a minute. And like best picture is like the culmination of like all movie making. Yeah, it was so like, weird. I don't know they, why you would why end with they the change, like, yeah, they changed the why order. Why you end with like the actors? I know it's like I don't know. I was just like this isn't doesn't feel right. Some weird I know decisions. some of my friends were um, pretty upset actually. One of my friends was like, "This is like Oscar so white again. They're giving it to the people that won, uh, like Francis McDormand and Anthony Hopkins." But I there didn't was go a on lot. That level. There was a lot of diversity at the same time though uh, yeah, on display me? there. Oh. Hello? John, yeah, I got, John got, got booted and he's back. I got booted. And then it said like Rugs, Rug Boy got booted too because we weren't talking or something. That's so weird. So here's the tally from last week. Rug Boy, you got four picks right. Gerald got five picks right. Anthony got five. I got six. Fuck you. I got one more. Had uh, the best actor went uh, everybody's way, it would have been the same, just one point higher. But that was uh, interesting uh, results to say the least. Pilati. What are we watching? Which one of these Oscar movies have you seen? I saw... Oh, shit. Where'd the list go? I want to see Sound of Metal. That's an amazing movie. Check out Sound of Metal. Oh, Hillbilly Elegy. That's the only one I saw. That's like the worst movie. I'm sorry. Yeah. I read the book. The book was good, but... Hillbilly Elegy wasn't even nominated for Best Picture. Just... Glenn Close 0 for 8 uh, now on nominations. Oh, no. It was... It was... um, yeah, it was best supporting actress. That's yeah. was, that's the only thing yeah. I was nominated for. Yeah, right. Yeah, and she I didn't, didn't see anything else. No, tough. Glenn Close. That's accurate. Uh, yeah, she close. gets close, close all the time. Glenn Close <laughs> will that's never eight, get. I think that's eight nominations. That's eight. She's eight. Oh, and eight. She's number one, but nominated eight times. Uh, anybody else want to show John? What else? Well, you, what else are you watching? Did you see anything cool? John watches old movies that he's seen ten times. Yeah, last Sunday I was, you know, when I do artwork, I don't want to watch something I want to pay attention to. So I put on Under Siege with Steven Seagal because oh, I knew that's I, a great one. I know I'd only turn my head up for like a few choice scenes. <laughs> and is that the one where the playmate gets naked? <laughs> yeah, Erica yeah. Elenia. Oh. That's one of the scenes I made sure to watch. <laughs> I was like, holy Jesus, God, that's perfection. So. That was one of the scenes that worked. Right you made John Bellotti come back just to not tell us anything? Just for that. No, <laughs> I, I don't that's know. why I, I was th- like, what am I going to really say? I just yeah. well, I watched. I literally, I, in the past year, I've watched everything I could possibly think of. I started watching The Boys. Oh, I good. Finally, we watched like two episodes. I, you know, we'll get back into it again. 
All right. Well, look, unless anybody has anything else they want to shout out, we'll wrap it up here. No, I wanted well, to hear Ruggs' thoughts on the movies he's seen. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> Bilotti wow. can leave. Bilotti, yep. you don't have to stick around. Right. Tell the people now. what. Give, uh, give out your plugs real quick. What do you want people to do? Uh, they can find me on Instagram at Robo7, R-O-B-O-S-E-V-E-N. They can also find me on Facebook at Robo7Art. And Twitter, it's Bilotti and that line that it's like kind of low. And then John, I don't know what you call that <laughs> line. Underscore. Underscore, yes, thank you. You can tell I, I don't work with computers all day. Well, hey, Bilotti, so. for someone who's just heard you for the first time, what are they going to find over there on Instagram? They're going to find all my artwork that uh, I do like a little bit of Godzilla art. Just a little. Um, just a little bit. <laughs> um, oh, but I do have an announcement. I am an officially licensed artist for the movie Aliens. Did I tell what? you guys this? What? So what last year, I, 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 I'm sorry. I should have started with this. Yeah, no so shit. I, I caught wind of a publishing company called Printed in Blood. Yeah. And they've done licensed books of uh, Stranger Things, The Thing. They're doing Hannibal. Uh, and they said, oh, we have a Halloween book coming out. So I was like, oh, my God, let me try to get into it. So I didn't get into that. Apparently, they had like 400 submissions and the studio got involved and only wanted 200. And my guess is that the same 200 artists that the, the 200 artists that got in all submitted the same exact thing because you can only show so much from the first Halloween movie ah. that I think they just had so much of the same thing. Uh -huh. that they were like... What's the point? Um, but I made it into Aliens. And what that means is that it's an officially licensed piece of artwork from Fox, now Disney. Wow. And I can sell it however I want because it's licensed. And every time they the studio uses it, I get paid for it. And it's going to be published in this book. And it's coming out, I think, this year. Wow. I think it's later in the year. Holy yeah. shit. That's wow. fantastic. Congratulations, yeah, buddy. Thank you. That's amazing. Wow. You work for it's, the man now. Yeah. Officially. Well, let's see what happens. I I thought it was going to be a Godzilla. That would be my first licensed work. And I'm kind of okay with it being Aliens because it's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, I think it would kill Aliens illustrations. It's a nice little... Yeah, not allowed to share it uh, until the book comes out. But, you know, you, I'll make sure you guys see it. And I'll put up, like, the pre-orders and stuff. Right uh, on. In the Jock and Her Nation. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's exciting, man. Very cool. Yeah, so sorry. I thought I I've been making Facebook posts about it, but I guess I didn't tell you guys. So there you go. But it's called Printed in Blood. You can find them on Twitter. Twitter, they're very active. You can find them on Twitter and uh, Instagram. Excellent. Yeah, I'm a. I'll check that out. Bye, Bilotti. Uh, Bye, guys. Love you all. Thanks for stopping by. Of course. We did it Bye. live. We said goodbye live on the show. We've never done that. We've before. never done that before. We've never said bye to someone on the show. No. Brugs, what did you watch this week? I watched The Sound of Meatle. Oh, you did watch Ooh. Sound of Meatle. Nice. And I watched uh, Promising Young oh, Woman. We need, we need your, your quick thoughts on both. Uh, what did okay. you like better? Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know. I like them both. Okay. okay. Um, they were both good. Um, Promising Young Woman was interesting, but I knew where it was going the whole time. Well, you did. And I was like, I was like this. This is what happened. I was like, oh. She's Wait, going to clubs. I'll just do that. Go ahead. She's going to clubs, getting drunk, and then uh, pretty much just playing along and getting herself into situations so so she can fuck with guys. Was she killing them? It was unclear to me. I think she was. Like, if some you know, of them? on that list where she, if she writes them in red, I think she kills oh, them. Oh, shit. And some yeah. of them she's just scaring the fuck out right. of. Some of them, mm, if they don't yeah. cross the line too much, she just. Ah. 
scares them. Okay, because I thought yeah. she had blood on her after one of those meetings at one point. I was like, yeah. she's fucking killing them. Okay. So I was like, oh, there's not going to be one sympathetic guy. This is my. I made. I made a pact to myself. While I was watching this. There's not going to be one sympathetic you were right. guy. In you, this movie. you nailed that. I'm like, there is no. There is no case where a, a guy is good. Even the movie. sympathetic guy ended up yeah, being not so, the sympathetic guy. Yeah. So I was right, and I was like, I wish I was wrong about that. And I was like, I wish I was wrong. I'm like, I, I'm like, it's. I'm like, okay. But uh, that's the only thing I didn't like about that movie. Um, but uh, everything else was actually pretty cool. Um, I didn't see that ending coming. That was fucking shocking to me. Um, I thought I didn't know what her plan was. Like she was just gonna write her, her the she was gonna kill him. I guess I think she was gonna actually let him live, but write that person's name. I forgot the person's names in his chest so that he could always. Oh, remember. she was gonna yeah, she was gonna carve his name. Yeah, yeah and then I don't think that would have been enough to be her character doesn't fit. But like I don't know. But then I so I feel yeah. like I, I feel like she knew that she was gonna try and get him her well, she had well, a contingency yeah, she had the, which is i mean the plan at the end that was amazing yeah. her fucking contingency play was fantastic yeah so um what do you think of the shifts in it, tone i was fine with everything i mean i like i liked it all i think it was it was nicely done well done i just for some reason i was like oh i knew it from the like from the first scene after i was like oh she's there's not gonna be one sympathetic character in this movie <laughs> And it's going to be all about how like every guy sucks. And I'm like, all right, well, all right, cool. But let's see how good they do it. Yeah. And they did they it really did well, it well. So I, I like it's it. well paced. I'm like, so even, even if I, even if I'm like, kind of like disagreeing with the premise, by, maybe. Yeah. Not disagreeing, but like, I was like, yeah, you don't, you're, that's like way too predictable. Mm. You know? I mean, that's the um, point though. It's one sided, but that's kind of the point of the yeah, movie. Message. Which is fine. It's fine. So I still like, I enjoyed it. Um, and I, it was a fun movie. Is, that, is it the best thing I've seen all year? No. Sound of Metal, uh, I liked a lot because um, it, it did move slow in parts and uh, and it was kind of like very matter of fact, which I liked. And uh, I thought all the performances were very good. And I liked the how they re- kind of came to a resolution where, and I thought it was kind of brilliant where he's in bed with her and he's talking about, you know, let's go back on tour. And he's kind of got this thing that he's holding on to. He's, trying to cling on to this life that they had, you know, before things went wrong with his hearing yeah. and he sees her scratching mm. and then immediately he makes that distinction. He's like, Oh shit. Like this is fuck. Our relationship is fucking her up and she's happy. And I got to recognize mm. that. So him recognizing he's got to let her go that. And then like a few scenes later, him kind of, uh, going into the stillness that that his uh, his friend was talking to, yeah. about his Paul Racy's character, he, Paul Racy, yeah. uh, was talking about. Yeah. Um, um, I thought that was kind of cool, but I, uh, you know, I think overall, uh, I like the sound of metal just a scooch more. Mm. Um, sound because I I felt like they, all the characters were well well rounded. Like you, you had, you know. What was the name? Ruben is name. Ruben, Ruben, yeah. Was Ruben, yeah, so yeah. Ruben is like very like he used he didn't accept his condition, right? Right. He rejected it outright, and he was always kind of like sleepwalking through this thing, and he was failing to learn about like accepting when you have an issue instead, you know, and just kind of moving on in a natural way and not trying to like escape from it, right, or fix it, know. yeah, yeah. 
but live so, with it. Uh, I mean, it's kind of offensive. I mean, I thought that was interesting how he like offends the the hard of hearing community with the decision he makes. But I don't, I don't, I don't begrudge him right. for uh, trying it. For trying, it did win best film editing, best sound Oscar. Uh, I like the line night. where they showed it in the clip. It was like when Paul Racy's talking to him, and he's like something along the lines of like, "I don't know." what you're going through but the way you sound is like a i'm, I'm fucking doing sign language like i know sign yeah. language right now yeah that's what he was doing. <laughs> he, he, he's like the way you sound is like an addict to me yeah and it was like oh yeah. like that ruben's character even if he's not away from like the things that you would normally determine as an addict like drugs and all that he still has this addictive behavior of like yeah. getting back to this and like i need to scramble some money and if i just do this one thing everything will be fine yeah type thing chasing the the thing that you never get Uh, to me the most fucking frightening moment in that movie is when he does put that fucking implant in and you hear it for the first time you're like oh my god if i had to my hearing was that all the time i would just i don't know what i do i don't think i could live with it we live with it It i didn't know that it sounded like that right in your head it sounds like static we don't really actually know what it sounds like right that's just the estimation of what it could sound it's a vibration like, but- in your head but i thought they did an amazing job of putting you in his shoes and making you feel what he was going through yeah, yeah i feel like i understand things a little bit more um uh from watching the film yep. yeah, both so i feel like i learned something i didn't really learn anything from promising a woman. woman other than oh this Oh, there's don't a, fuck with a drug party. girls outside. You don't know what the fuck's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. You know, you got to be careful, fellas. What, what's cool <laughs> about Promising Young Woman is uh, it's not like a typical Oscar film. Yeah, so it's like it's, it's just a nice little different flavor. It's some when I watched it, I was like, this reminds me of like when Get Out got popular and like made it, or even like not to as good of extent, but Parasite, like movies like that where it's like a yeah, yeah. wild shifts in tone and it's like not necessarily what you would put up as like one of these hoity toity films. And it's every, it's like comedy and drama and suspense and like all these genres. And it's like, I was sitting there like, I'm like white knuckling. I'm like, this is kind of horror. Like, is he going to, she going to carve her? Are we going to see her carve Uh, her name? And then the fucking, what happens? I was like, and then he's sitting on her with a pillow. And I'm like, what's going on here? Fuck. Uh, no man land also interesting and left the least uh gener- revenue generating movie out of all of them the lowest box mm. office it had well, and uh, pandemic won, so yeah well okay good stuff uh lots of good oscar movie talk everyone go see sound of metal it's on amazon is fucking phenomenal uh and rugs where they can the listener find you you can find me on twitter at really rug boy uh, give them a follow, give them a like, give them a poke. Thanks for listening. Let Subscribe. me plug next week's show. Yeah, what are we doing? We're going to review Invincible. Oh, shit. Does it end next week? It's one it more episode? It ends this week. Okay, so yeah. there's only eight? Eight. Oh, that last episode oh, was fucking shit. bonkers. Yeah, Invincible it- is my shit okay i love it okay so i can't I, wait to review it next week one more episode and all the shit is coming to a head i can't wait to see what happens uh also i was watching that for all mankind apple tv plus the second season ended catch up on that that is how you do 10 episodes of tv with a big arc and mini arcs and everything connects and characters evolve. oh my god so fucking good rugs such a good show thanks for listening out. share this show with a friend listener uh thanks for listening jock and nerd podcast my name is imran my name's anthony he's the jock and he's a nerd we'll peep you next time this is crazy this is crazy this is crazy, crazy. i fucking loved it i'm very tired of the tom brady dick suck fest <laughs> <laughs>
Let me tell you about Tony, all right? Tony ruins lives.